Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Mm. Howdy, everyone. We are throwing a whole lot of football at you, a whole lot of fun. We've got Stanford Steve doing the divisional round previews, doing our picks, our guesses as Macon calls them. Hopefully Macon can guess a few right as he's in third place right now. We'll talk some NFL news with Steve. We'll also talk some NFL news in the open you'll hear in a minute. And then after Steve, Chris Macon and Dave Damashek draft the NFL teams with the best outlook from the 24 teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs up until this point. You'll get another couple explanations of it. We needed to explain it a few times ourselves. But you'll hear it. You'll enjoy it. A lot of good football talk in it. Also... As a bit of a heads up, Macon's gambling plays a big part of this show. One minute, he's bummed because he's losing a European basketball game. The next minute, he's all excited because he wants to bet the Demon Deacons. So you'll just have to roll through it. It is the Making Gambling Podcast. Y'all please enjoy. First things first, we have Stanford Steve, as usual, less games, probably a little less time with Steve. We're going to pick our locks. We'll get into that in a little bit, talk about each divisional round matchup this weekend, as well as on the tail end of the show, uh, a good buddy of the program who hadn't been on in a while, and and Dave Damashek is going to join us, and we're going to do a draft. It was Macon's idea. It's a genius idea. Uh, We're going to draft every team in the league on their (laughs) three-year outlook. (laughs) All the teams that aren't currently playing. Yep. Is that clear? Or draft from the pool of all teams not playing from this weekend. From that pool. 24 teams. There are eight teams playing. There are five, 24 five not picks playing. Apiece. Five picks apiece. Yeah, so don't get too deep. You know, I don't want to have to cut hairs here and pick between the Saints and, the and you know. Yeah. I've been thinking about how you say cut hairs, you know. Because splitting hairs is the difficult thing. Anybody can just cut, cut hairs. hairs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there are people cutting hairs all you're over right. the place right you're now. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's good. You know what's not good? Your gambling habit. Hey. Um, you're to blame is, is one of my I first am, but as thoughts. I put to you before, like, where would you be without this? Sure, you'd have a couple more bucks to, I don't know, what the fuck do you Invest? do with the, uh, yeah, sure. 
invest? Have you? Do you know what's going on with our economy right now? What are you going to invest in? They're yeah, talking yeah. about, do we raise the debt ceiling? Do we not raise the debt ceiling? Well, what you do is you just, you, uh, you buy the dip, you know, yeah. you stay in the market long term. Yep. You might not have social security. Your, <laughs> your portfolio <laughs> grows. But no, instead, I'm making a, a donation to the lovely folks at the Steve Wynn Resort. I think it should be a write-off, personally. Yeah. And we found out that it could be if you work for a gambling company. Maybe you need to tap into that. Hey, there's no problem here. Here's what happened. I went yeah. to a basketball game last night. Uh, concurrently, I had a little four-gamer going on. We'll get into it. Yeah. I had a little four-gamer going on. The first three legs hit. The fourth didn't. Xavier right. lost at DePaul by one. Xavier, what... Are you doing America's teams? And uh, yeah, what is uh, what are the Flyers doing America's teams? You see, it's like a we cursed all yeah, the teams yeah, yeah. on America's teams. I mush, I mush any college that. But guys, like America's I'm not wearing teams. the pride jersey. It's off. I think one of my other America's teams, something else happened. So then it was like plus three hundred. I was like, ah, oh, well, that would have been cool. Let me get that back somehow. Yeah. Jumped on Arkansas up yeah. four with about three to go. Yeah. Um, it was like minus five thirty. Woo pig. And. Uh, it ended. It ended really poorly. Call your timeouts, Muss. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, Kingston. How do we do in that uh, Icelandic basketball game? I haven't checked. <laughs> okay. Yep. Here's the thing. Yeah. The numbers are responsible, so nobody yep. get worried. Especially if you're my wife, my dad, my children. Right. We're fine. Right. And actually, we see it pretty well. We yeah. see. We see college hoops pretty well. Yep. We're, we're getting to learn the NFL, you know, 10,000 hours, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah, 100,000 Like hours. a pilot. Uh, but then uh, we just need to set some boundaries. But you're like a pilot that's, pr- that's crashing the plane before you get to 10,000 hours. Right. Over you and know, over. Fatality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got to work on this. Um, the basketball. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player, let's say you send me five grand right, right, right. today. Right. Oh, oh, here's what I got. I'll, I'll send you yeah. $5,100 tomorrow. Not going to do it, but I will give you $1,000. Oh. Okay. One string attached. I want uh. you to put this whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> They're threes, dude. They're like, it's nothing. Those are threes. Like, there's not enough nicotine in there to give a two-year-old a buzz. Um, you put all those in your upper and bottom lips right now. I'll give you a thousand dollars. That draft oh. with Damashek might be a challenge. <laughs> no, it's gonna—he's gonna be like Superman. He's gonna a, be like limitless. There are a Bradley lot of Cooper here. up in this motherfucker. Yeah, do the math. I mean, let me count them. You do what? One at a time? I do like uh, I do like eighteen at a time. No, you don't. No, no not eighteen at threes. I do like three times six at a time. Not speaking that, my language. That math checks out. Yeah. yeah, so we've got we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Cowboy, what would you do? No, you got if you 27, were me? 27 milligrams of nicotine. That's nothing. Nicotine? Yeah. Is that like cigarettes? Yeah. It's but not like cigarettes. Not dangerous to you though cuz there's no like smoke inhalation. You're basically a lab rat right now. You're like a lab rat and and then you'll be Bradley Cooper. Is there something else I can do? Looks like, like you're going to do, uh, 20 you know, push-ups? insert ACC school money line here instead. Well, I don't I don't have the funds to do that. But listen, I've got nothing. This is a good the, sign. You're not that addicted to gambling if you're right, willing, right. willing if to you're not willing turn to put that oh, money in. Oh, that's a mouth. good point. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of what I was trying to prove. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. Hey, hey, I saw that. <laughs> but seriously, like, how, give me... 
just give me the one thousand dollars. I can't do that. Tomorrow I'm gonna send you a thousand fifty dollars. Here's why I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waylon, Luke, what Megan. about him? We'll write up a contract. If I happen to lose all of your monies tonight, yeah, I'm still gonna owe you the money. I'll pay you the money. Let's revisit it at the end of the pod. Okay. See if I change my mind. All right. Okay. Tell me about the basketball game. Steph Curry was there. Steph was there. Ty Jerome was there. Steph Curry was there. Yeah. This is Virginia beating Virginia Tech uh, Wednesday night by 10 points at JPJ in Seaville. Steph was there. Um, uh, The the Warriors were just at the White House to play the Wizards. Ty Jerome is on the team. He was part of that UVA national title team. He came back to see the, the UVA Hoops family and brought Steph. And Moses Moody, and a member of your All Vibes team. That's right. If I remember right. correctly. Yeah. Hey, can we? Sorry for more work, Cowboy. Can we insert uh, Kendrick Perkins trying to say Moses Moody right now? <laughs> because that's a fun time. You look at Moody 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 Moses Moody Moses Moody Moses Moody. Okay, so yeah, so, so those, was Steph was Steph like talking to people? Were people bothering Steph? Did he no. seem to have a good time? Steph was courtside, right next to the little TV table where uh, I don't know who was on the call, Billis, Billis, and Billis. somebody else. And uh, so no, not you saw Billis at a coffee shop yesterday. You walked up here. You were like, I sat right next to Jay Billis at the coffee shop. I said, Did you remind him that you got drunk with him? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I really didn't. Yeah, well, you got drunk with Jay Billis. Well, and, and Charles Barkley and Stanford Steve at the national championship in Minneapolis. The thing about you forgot. Well, that's because Charles Barkley swallows a room. Yeah, I mean, room I, swallower. I I had forgotten about Bill. Frankly, yeah. I'd forgotten Stanford Steve. Who are the there. biggest room swallowers you've ever been around? Charles Barkley, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I, there's not a bigger one. Howie Long can swallow a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just known him most of my yeah, life. Yeah, so you're desensitized to it. Yeah. But yeah, Billis was at the coffee yeah. shop then at the game. Nah, Steph was not bothered except for one group. Like, I, it, this occurred to me. I watched Steph for so much of that game just yes. to see if he was having a good time. Yes, you were worried I about it. I cannot imagine how many eyes are on a guy like that at all times. All times. It mm-hmm. must be exhausting. It must be something you, you, you got to get used to or yeah. else... It's a problem. You're going to go crazy. Uh, so Steph looked like he was having a great time. The only group that screwed it up for us was the baseball team. God oh, love no. them. They run out for the t-shirt toss. They're throwing t-shirts to the fans. They're playing it cool too until they're ushered off the court. And then 12 of them run up to Steph to take selfies. Buzzers going off. And I'm like, Whistle. yeah. I'm like, So what? Are you, You're going to show your kids one day and your kids are going to be old enough to realize... Oh, so you just bothered that man? No, I don't think I don't think the picture will give that away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but no, it was a great scene. Good, 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 good. Um, good. um, the Steph's bodyguard was there. And How big is the bodyguard? Giant. Yeah. Uh, you like, want a big bodyguard, but you don't want too big a bodyguard. Here's the problem with the bodyguard, who yeah. looked to be an excellent bodyguard. Yeah. He was huge, and he was wearing a uh, a leather. Golden State Warriors jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. So if your job is to protect Steph Curry, if somebody's trying to kidnap Steph Curry, he pro- he maybe pro- don't he, wear the Warriors he jacket. He protect and he attract. Yes. Which is like, I don't even get that meme, but a lot of people, there's a meme that says he protect, but he attack. I think it might be one of these fucking Jamal Williams cartoons or Pokemon or something. I'll have to ask Nate. Who's win by 10? Steph had a good time. Michael Vick was also in the house. Not... Not courtside, but second row. Oh. And the halftime entertainment 
was the Frisbee Dogs. My favorite. Oh, good. They ran the Frisbee Dogs out there with Michael <laughs> Vick 10 feet away. <laughs> There's the cough button. Over yeah, we got one. a new cough button here. Yeah. They put $1,000 into the jar. How about a fucking jar of Benadryl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Have you ever seen the Frisbee Dog poop on the court? Oh, good question. That's like the bingo for me. Yeah, I don't know that I have. Frisbee dog or uh, or Red Panda? Oh, Frisbee dog. Really? Yeah. I think Red Panda's overrated, I hate to say. Jesus. I also Oof. think those bulls might be magnetized. Hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. I've, I've been like under Red Panda yeah. while she's yep. unicycling around yep. out there, and there's some, there's some weird physics going on. Yep. Um, so you kind of coughed over my Michael Vick dog joke. I tweeted about it. A lot of people stand up for Michael Vick. He's done his time. Get his name out your mouth. Well, you know, he kind of has done his time. Okay, I, mean, I can it was still dislike thing. him for murdering yeah, dogs. Yeah, for sure, you can. Yeah. yeah. It's um, fair as fuck. And um, uh, hey, a lot of good Hokies out there. I, I'm just not sure that he's one of them. Don't know the guy personally. Favorite Hokie? My favorite Hokie. Oh. Uh, um. Maybe not that many good Hokies out there. <laughs> Del Curry for yeah, fathering okay. Steph. Okay. Seems like a <laughs> yep. fine young man. All by right. the way, by the way, son of Del Curry rooting for the Who's last night. Yeah, that was weird. Getting out of his seat a few times. That Reese Beekman dunk at yep. the end of the first yep, half. That was beautiful. Was particularly great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Good atmosphere. Okay. Uh, I told you I had some good audio. I guess it's uh, the the Miss Universe pageant, and they're all supposed to like uh, tell people country. where they're from. The woman from France, it sounded like she was a wild animal. <laughs> so every time the word France is mentioned in the show, I want that audio played after okay. I say France. Impersonate how she just said it. France! <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, these are all beautiful women, right? Um, I, she might, well, yeah. I, the, I I look for the inner hotness, you know. Yeah, you do. I don't really see outer hotness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll take your word for it. Okay, I just want I just wanted to put that uh, into our audio bank. Prawns! Prawns! Um, hey, The Last of Us. Reed, yes. I saw it. Kingston, I saw it. Macon, I'm sure you haven't seen it because you think it's not real, but it could be real. You should listen to the scientist that opens the show in 1968 talking about fungus and how it could basically it's a zombie show. It's like, uh, have you ever watched a zombie movie or a zombie show? I don't think so. Remember the walking dead? No, I did not watch that. Okay. So in these shows, like the whole world gets infected with a virus that turns them into zombies. You with me so far? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one's much the same, but it's a little bit different in this show. Uh, if you've ever watched like planet earth or our planet, sometimes you get to the bug episodes and they're kind of boring until these flesh eating fungi take over like ants and shit and they reanimate the ants and the ants like were dead, but the fungus makes them move and shit so that they extrapolate. And I don't know how much of this is real science, but that it is, um, not impossible that if the, the earth warmed a couple of degrees, these fungi could mutate and mm -hmm. they could look for hosts. Yeah, like, like the guy says we shouldn't be worried about like bacteria and virus, we should be worried about fungus. Now this is a fictional scientist. Yeah. So I don't know how true any of this is, but 
the leap in logic made for the sake of the show, and it's based on a video game for fuck's sake, but um, is that the fungus takes these people over and they become zombies and they're terrifying. They're not like wa- walking dead zombies where they, they literally walk around aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, these fuckers are fast. They're really fast. Dogs seem to know who they are. Though. Dogs know who they are. Um, and the show is set in 2003 and then it, and, and it jumps 20, 20 years ahead. Pedro Pascal's in there. Cowboy reads dead ringer. Um, what did you think? So the, the first episode split up into that first like 30 minutes from 2003. What'd you think of that first part of the show? Like setting the scene? I thought it was good. I think the pacing's great, which is usually my, uh, my issue with shows is like pacing mm-hmm. and kind of like plot sharing. Show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Show me, don't tell me they're doing a good job with it. There was, I don't want to give away any of the plot, but it's an hour and a half. How many of these are there? They're going to be, I think there's either eight or 10 episodes this first season, but that first episode was extra long in length. So I don't think they'll all be like an hour and a half long. Well, 60 minutes. No, it was an hour and a half. I watched it'll it. be out Sunday making, please. Oh no. Take a chance. Oh God. You might like it. You might like it. And, and like I said, he is a fictional scientist, but there's a scientist that leads you to believe this could happen. So it's not technically fiction. I know you're like fantasy and shit. This this could be a real thing. Yeah. You might get reanimated by a fungi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, we, I, I don't want to leave this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say that I'm watching a show called yeah. Fleischman is in Trouble about a cat who's going through a divorce. Yep. And I love it. Yep. I love, Happens love, love it. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very real. 50% of the time. Very real. Yeah. And so it would just be um, maybe a shock to my system. Bro, to, you watch to go the show. From I promise you. Any, okay, anybody listening, watch the show. The and Last fungus. of Us. It's more like Children of Men than World War Z. It's more yes. like a survival movie. It's almost, interesting or, because it kind of it, it explores what people will act like. I mean, and Walking Dead, bro. Walking Dead. I watched Walking Dead for like four years. They couldn't even get out of Atlanta. Like they yeah. were just in Georgia the whole fucking time, weren't they? Yeah. They never moved. Episode one, we're getting ready to drive across the country. Hello, and, we're gonna go see what's out there. There's raiders out there. There's other things. Yep. Walking Dead, they never got out of the backyard. Yeah. Pedro Pascal's excited. loading up the pickup truck to go west already. So yeah, check the the show out. I'm just happy for you. Nothing like a show that you love. Yeah, well, the the only thing that sucks about it is I've gotten so used to binging everything. When we finished, oh wait, I don't know if there's a code break. I watched it with Meg. She's tired. She goes to bed. A lot of times, what I'll do is I'll watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. But then then do you act like you haven't seen it and then watch it again? No, I tell with her. her. Okay. I tell her. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, you know, catch up. In your free time. Once. Let's meet up episode three. Once or twice watching a show with my wife, I'll jump ahead and then just re-watch. Yeah. I won't lie necessarily. Yeah. I just won't say that I've Unless seen it. Unless she asks. That's a lie of omission. You're a liar. I can't remember what show it was, but it was a show I wouldn't mind watching twice in a row in the same week. So, needless to not say, recently. this not show recently. is not a binge show right now. It's it's going to, it's coming out in sequence. I got to watch it on Sunday. Like Lotus, I'm gonna wa- Lotus I can't was, watch it on Sunday. It's a weekly. Yeah. We had yeah. some catching up. We do successions coming back April. In April. That'll be here before you know it. So, Oh, wow. We are in January. Yeah, I just dude. had a I just had like an October November moment. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. Here we are. Little bit of NFL stuff today. The Patriots are going to Germany. 
next mm. year. The Patriots are going to Germany. The Chiefs are also playing internationally next year against the Jaguars. Um, kind of surprising to see a team like Chiefs have to go uh, overseas, but they will. The Jags and the Chiefs are going to play Saturday. They'll play again next year in, I don't even know where the fuck they're playing. Europe somewhere. I believe Germany the Chiefs too. are in Germany. Germany. Um, so Shad Khan has not yet put out his video of him speaking German to announce that his team's going to Germany. However, however, Robert Kraft has. The Patriots come nach Deutschland. Eric Bieniemy is being interviewed in Washington mm. to fill um, uh, Scott Turner's seat, possibly, which I think is an interesting thing. If you look at like being an offensive coordinator and there are 10 spots open, you know, going to Washington with Ron Rivera there, and we'll talk about Washington, I'm sure, in our Outlook draft. Washington has some pieces. Ron Rivera could be on the hot seat very early next year. Eric Bieniemy has interviewed a number of times, has been kind of this poster child for, you know, some of the, the shortcomings of the Rooney rule. Um, he's been a hot name, but he hasn't been hired as a head coach. And maybe, you know, Washington is a little bit more attractive because you might have an opportunity to wear the headset for 10 games um, right. with that core of talent and the whole thing. So I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is thinking that way, but I think it's an interesting wrinkle if you're a coordinator looking at the head coach who's, uh, who's going to employ you. Who would be the quarterback? I don't know. could yeah. be anybody. It could be Aaron Rodgers. It could be a bridge. It could be Sam Howell. It could be, I don't know. D'Amico Ryans has been interviewing a bunch this week. Yeah. If if you're a player, do you care at all if uh, your coordinator isn't in the building? There's nothing you can do about it, but I'll be damned. And for the most part, when I was in St. Louis, there weren't a bunch of coordinators getting interviewed for head coaching <laughs> jobs. So that was good. Nor were we preparing for the playoffs for the B time to take away, um, you know, through the interview process. But I do think that they should consider, at the very least, at some point. And I'm sure there's a good reason coaches or a good reason to them that coaches that they don't do this, but wait until after the Super Bowl to do this whole process because you not only have that, but you have Ken Dorsey preparing for an interview, I believe, this weekend. D'Amico Ryan's multiple interviews. Now they have, uh, for what it's worth, uh, you know, a couple day head start on, uh, on, on their opponents in Dallas who's going up there on a short week. But... You know, we're told as players, every waking minute should be dedicated to football. You know, like, do not waste time. If we were to post uh, a picture doing something on a Friday evening before a playoff game, I mean, hell, they skewered Odell Beckham Jr. and a boat full of guys for going uh, to Miami uh, the weekend before the playoffs. When you can do whatever you want as a player. Um, But these coaches, they have the latitude to spend six, eight hours of their week hanging out with owners from other teams. And I always, it always rubbed me wrong when we were on the road and we'd play and, you know, we have curfews, you know, got, I I wouldn't leave the hotel, especially when I was older because, you know, I I didn't want to be on my feet. I wanted to get some rest. I wanted to study. Uh, And I did believe that every waking minute was either, Hey, load carb up, load up for the game, eat something, watch some film, get, you know, get your legs elevated, We'd sit in the in the in the um, in the you see those boots that blow up and yep. and uh, flush your legs out and shit like that. We'd look for any advantage, and sometimes when meetings ended, a lot of times coaches all went out to dinner with their wives and shit, and you know like that kind of irked me. I'm I'm gonna be honest. So 
I do think as a player, although there's nothing you can do about it and you want your coach to get a job and you understand the circumstance that he's in because of, you know, the fact that, you know, these playoff coaches, if they want to get a first crack at an interview, they have to do it now. Um, I think as a player, you, you, you realize that it's not ideal. If I'm the owner, it's uh, hey, come, come interview. They arrive. Mm-hmm. They're still in the playoffs. Psych, this was a test. You failed. <laughs> yep. We want you locked in. We want you locked in. Yeah. I, I, You're I no that. longer being considered. I love that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for um, coming. So, yeah, there's a little bit of that. And Greg Roman uh, this week, or actually today, uh, sent in a letter of resignation. Eric DaCosta also said that um, he's excited to start renegotiations renegoti- with um, Lamar Jackson. The background here is that, uh, of course, Lamar and the Ravens were at the table a year ago, and they, they came up way short uh, of, of his target of, you know, A, a fully guaranteed contract, B, being in the, in the echelon of some of these guys that, you know, like Kyler or, or Deshaun, who got these really big money deals. I think it was $130 million guaranteed that they were talking about with Lamar. So what could happen here with Lamar is the Ravens could slap the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Uh, which is more expensive or less expensive. Um, and then at that point, he can go, go to the table with other, other teams. Um, they, could, they could slap the exclusive franchise tag on him, which I think is a $40 million tag. It's more expensive. So I think what's going to happen, if I had to predict, uh, is they'll try to appeal uh, to Lamar with the new coordinator, whoever that is, being um, you know a more opportune situation for him to maximize his talents. I think also what the Ravens have done in the past um, is they they've decided, hey, you know we're not we're never going to have enough money to pay um, a top end quarterback and a top end receiver. So the way to get around that is investing in the tight end position. You see, they got Mark Andrews. They draft likely. Um, they believe that they can make up for some of that at the tight end position, at least under Greg Roman in that offense. And the problem is there is like, yeah, you've got your best players in the field, but the field's not spread out. And when you look at like, the, you know, some of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the league, they're spreading the field out. There's more options to throw to. Look at Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, that, that, that makes the run game more dynamic at times the whole thing. Uh, and it makes the field less constricted um, and easier on the quarterback. So, I think when I said I went on Schrager's show this week and said that I think the Bridges have been burning there, I think it's a personnel issue over a long period of time and an offensive scheme issue that they've at least tried to address here by um, maybe forcing Greg Roman into an early retirement or somewhere else. I don't know where Greg Roman is a viable option right now. But what I think they'll do is say, hey, Lamar, we're going to bring somebody in that, that you might like more. Can we get something done? I think he'll say, I want the I want the non-exclusive tag. I'm not playing for you guys. And then at that point, it'll be off to the races. That's just my two cents. Uh, obviously, they, they, could, they could bring Lamar back to the table and succeed. Eric DaCosta did say, though, it takes two to tango. So I think that... Um, but that Har- little... Harbaugh said there's a 200% chance he'll be back. Oh, yeah, well, 200%? 200%. 200%. What a hard deal. Yeah. It's not real. You want to talk about zombies based on video games. Yeah. The skill doesn't go above 100%. Yeah. So that's the Lamar situation, and I think Greg Roman plays into it, but I think he, I think Greg Roman, that 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 era has run its course in, in Baltimore, whoever it's going to be at quarterback uh, next year for the Ravens. Josh Boyer is also out in Miami. A lot of, lot of, lot of zero 
um, you know, some blitz. They had a they had a bunch of injuries this year. Um, I, I can't put all of it on Josh Boyer, but he was brought in. That was Flores's guy from New England. So, um, you know, when you talk about Miami, and we will in probably in this three-year outlook draft, new DC. You know, maybe a different defense, which was really their Achilles' heel, along with the injuries at the quarterback position and some of the uh, lackluster play late in the season. There you go for the enemy. You want to get out from under Andy Reid's shadow? Go prove you can call a defense in Miami. You can do it all. You're the Swiss Army. You'll be a DC. Yeah, that's genius. Matt Patricia's living. I like proof. your ownership idea better. Okay, but this one could play. Okay. And one more thing. This is a tweet from uh, Jake Ellenbogen. Um, what? Huh? <laughs> Sean McVay has four active coaches that are NFL coaches from his coaching tree. He also has three interviewing for head coaching jobs. If all three of those were hired, McVay would be responsible for seven of the 31 remaining head coaching hires. Golly that is day. insane. The guy's going to year seven. Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, Brandon Staley, and Kevin O'Connell, all from his tree. And the guy's interviewing are Raheem Morris. Although Raheem Morris has already been a head coach, so I don't know if I'd count him as being part of the Sean McVay tree, uh, Thomas Brown, and Ijero Averro. Sean McVay's a damn Nick Cannon of NFL coaches. No, he's a damn uh, Warren Jeffs of NFL coaches. Potentially seven coaches groomed into head coaches for seven years in the league. Unreal what we are witnessing. Yeah. That's wow. from uh, Jake Ellenbogen. How much do you guys take coaching into account when preparing for this draft that you're doing, like the three-year outlook draft? I, I do, personally. I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I take Good it bet. into account. Are there some teams where like an open job is better than another team that has a certain coach? Yes, sure. Absolutely. I mean, Tennessee's one that, you know, Tennessee, it doesn't look great on the surface, but you got Mike Vrabel. Right. You know, which I think is a positive. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where we draft those franchises. I don't have a problem. It's not a problem. It's it's a habit. Yeah, no question. Did we got a habit of bringing Stanford Steve on the show every yeah, week. Right, yep. it's one of our good habits. Yep. He's to blame too. To be honest with he you, is. he's culpable. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder. The temperature drops. The games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet 
heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Cash App. The easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people. And that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River. We pick up some drinks. We pick up some snacks along the way. Somebody pays with their custom Cash App card. And we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Reed, how many picks this week? Nine? Uh, we're doing double digits. We need multiple. Now, there's, there's, a tinge of, there's a tinge of, you know, a little an accusation of home cooking there. I don't need the, the, the games here. Not anymore. You remember Thanksgiving? Yeah, I yeah. do remember Thanksgiving. I remember everybody saying, oh, we'll do a holiday, what was it, four or five? Extravaganza. Yeah. Remember 18, 18 weeks of this and the guest won and then we just start doing it over? Last time I checked, though, I think I'm two ahead of Macon. So I don't even need. I'm three. I don't even need Thanksgiving. You're three ahead. I went zero and three last uh, week. But guess what? Ooh. And I don't care about this. Yeah. Okay? You want to know what I care about? What do you care about? Faith, family, and, and football. Football, and friends. Steve, what I care about is is gambling an irresponsible amount of money on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons yeah, last night. College basketball. Winner. Because I like the Deeks, and the Deeks come through. And and that's real life, and this here is fantasy world. It's fake life. There are no stakes, so fuck your little contest. You call it locks. It's guesses. You guys, the 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 damn the damn. I had Cincy seven in real life. We have seven and a half in this in this little loser. Oh, congratulations! I, you pushed them. Yeah, I pushed, but it was part of a, a parla. Yeah. How do you say? Parlay. And, they, uh, and uh, so I got... The I point got... stands. That wouldn't be a point here, though. Yeah. That's the value of buying points. Steve, we haven't talked since I I bet the farm on fucking uh, Cincy a million ways on uh, Saturday. Well, here's the, here's the catch. Mm-hmm. The most I was giving was six points. So I had some money line. I had some teasers. And I bought to six. And this is, again, PSA. Swallow your pride, put your nuts on the table, and buy six. Buy to but, six. Buy to six if it's seven. Buy to six and a half if it's seven. Okay. If it's ten, buy to nine and a half. If it's if 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 you think you're going to cover three and a half, buy to three. If you're betting the Niners this weekend, buy. There's no shame in it. Okay. I feel like this is going to cost you more in the long run because this is this is fulfilled of but you don't prophecy care, of yours. So I don't just, care. Sh- sh- no, I care about real life. Okay. No, I, I care about real life too, but I'm I'm 
I'm uh, I'm in the in, in the what it was in the black or the red or the green. I never said why they don't say in the in the in the black. You're thinking of the catbird seat. No, I'm in, no, in I'm the think, black means you're winning. In the black, I'm in the black, which makes no sense. It should be in the green or in the red. Why do they say that? I don't see color. I think it goes to financial spreadsheets where they show things in green or red if you're making. Oh, we don't do all that. That Maher cat. That's the guy who sent me to the Waffle House. For 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, he now, did. Now I can't hit a He's a pretty point. important figure yes. around, around these parts. Um, okay, so we'll give the locks out in a couple minutes here. Steve, I want to start with this one. Mm-hmm. Ben Johnson is staying in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, do, do you take that at face value? Like, I just love what we're building here, or did the Carolina interview not go as he thought it might? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I think it tends to go with the, the, the prior notion about what they're building there. I, I really think – I mean, you, you could speak on it, Chris, but there's a general sense of everyone likes each other there. Yes. And it's an awesome locker room. Like, nothing is better than that. Nothing. And watching the Cardinals in in-season hard knocks, good Lord, was that tough to watch. But I will say – you know, fans get overblown with wins and losses and stuff like that. These guys are in it for 18 weeks. They they know what they're up against every week. They know what makes them happy. They they obviously want to win more games. Everybody does. But everybody can't win. You know? So what's wrong with being in a good situation and liking it, even though it's not in the nicest place in the country, well, whether it be Detroit? You could be happy there. It's Why so not? funny. It's so funny. So few coaches, I feel like, turn down these opportunities you know they it's it's almost like compulsive like i gotta climb the ladder now mm-hmm. um and i think timing is important i always say this and it's easy for me to say a former player sitting here and I'm, my money's made and my family's provided for yep. but if you're an oc and you're staring a, a job in the face that maybe you, you don't love and uh, the grass is green where you are like I, I i you i would imagine we'd see this more often than we do and so it is Correct. refreshing if you're Detroit, uh, if you're a player for sure, if you're Jared Goff, sigh of relief. Mm. If you're, um, you know, St. Brown, sigh of relief. If you're Dan Campbell, sigh of relief. Um, and if you're Carolina, I kind of wonder, you know, G- Gerard Mayo has, has canceled his interview with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. He'll stay in, in New England. Uh, D'Amico Ryans uh, has, has, has not scheduled, a, a, you know, um, an interview with the Panthers. I kind of wonder, maybe this is my conspiracy brain. I'm just willing this to be something that we can talk about on the pod. But like, maybe there's something wrong with the Panthers' job. And when you sit down with David Tepper, and you know, maybe it's money. Maybe you know that we talked about how much money they had to pay Matt Rule to to get out of Dodge. Maybe it's something like that. But it is a great sign for Detroit. Like they went through all that this year, the losing streak, a lot of close ball games that didn't go their way people talking about firing Dan Campbell and shit like that. And it never seemed like that team turned on each other as evidence of what you just said. No, they were up against it too. And when you look back at everybody wants to break it down, they lost a 48, 45 game to Seattle. Yeah. And that ends up being a huge difference. Yep. So no, I mean, listen, there's, there's plenty of good there. Uh, we've talked about it. You, 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 I mean, we've, I mean, we, we love the hire when it happened. We, yep. I think we were in the minority on that. Yep. Yep. And I, I pointed out when he made that, he got hired. I loved what he did with the staff. I think yeah. he, he brought a lot of former players in that knew what it takes 
yeah. uh, to to get this job done. And it ain't easy, man. It is not easy, nope. as you nope. can see. Nope. Uh, so it's a hard league to win in. And, uh, yeah, it was. I think the right word is refreshing, Chris. Yeah. And Rand Carthen, uh, former colleague of mine, he was in – he was part of the original Earth City crew, uh, mm-hmm. has been hired as the GM of the Tennessee Titans. So uh, really happy for him. Want to want to share our congratulations. Hopefully we can get him on the show sometime. Big fan of the person. Is uh, he related John- to Maurice Carthon? I don't know if he is. Maurice Carthon was a bad man. I don't know if he is. We never talked about that. Mm. We we used to get our hair cut in the bathroom of the Speak, locker room yeah. in our city. His dad, his dad, Maurice. Of there what's, you go. What's yeah. going on in the back of that hat? What's going? It's a little mullet. What do you mean? Come on. What, talking, about, just, talking about the the trophies? No, he's, he's no, talking that, about he's that, talking about my Tennessee waterfall. It's just a little rat tail hanging out. It's just a little babbling brook now. But it's gonna by, hold you down on on Killy. By May, no, it doesn't. No, it, yes, it won't. It does. No, you get, you need all the hair you can get. It's you got to be streamlined. It's, dude. it's cold up on that mountain. Hey, Steve, yeah. Steve, you want to know what hat I'm wearing? I'll what? tell you. I'm wearing a Utah Valley hat. You want to know why? The Mad Dog. All they do is cover. Yeah, that's a Mad Dog, baby. Wolverines. Don't know them. Doesn't matter the number. Okay. There are all these new schools this year. Queens. Is that a new school, Utah Valley? I mean, it's not no. new. 1941. 1941, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the hat. <laughs> but they got Abilene Christian. But I've never tonight. heard of the place. When I looked at the hat before, I was like. Me neither. You, you vacationed out there. I know. Okay. That's what people think. Yeah. But it's, it's actually school. a school. It's just a school that covers It's a, a conversation lot. starter for a real estate agent. Yeah. There oh, you go. Hey, just what you need. It's not a team I gamble money on. <laughs> Actually, a buddy gambles a lot of money on Utah Valley and he got me the hat. That's nice. a true story. All right, so here, here's the next NFL question for you, Steve. Um, you know, I, I found a little bit surprising when I heard the news that they were firing uh, Joe Lombardi, mm. um, but only because I thought they might fire the head guy. Um, yeah. And this is a sign that he's not going anywhere, probably. And so um, do you agree with that that decision? I mean, obviously the offense had to change, but just the, yeah. the decision as a whole. And then who do you think could succeed, um, you know, Lombardi in L.A.? I look at um, Frank Reich interviewed for the Cardinals job. That's my number one. I would one. love Frank Reich as offense coordinator yeah. at, and, at, for the Chargers. Yeah. I just think about structure. He wasn't able to do it because Wentz was undisciplined, and this year – guys you know couldn't stay healthy yeah. so I, I think herbert in the position he is the age his window whatever you want to talk about frank reich is a guy that will bring him structure i would love that hire if i was chargers fans. they could both use structure sometimes in the dating yeah. world you're both looking for the same thing mm. frank reich's been dealing with a different quarterback every year yeah. i mean he had andrew luck in, in 18 he had to he had to you know um coach Jacoby Brissett up into being serviceable in 2019 then they go what what would we go uh Rivers Rivers which, Wentz, and they go to the playoffs Ryan. uh Wentz Ryan so he's been all over the map it'd be nice for Frank Reich to get back to to what he was doing before and he really thrived in that role in Philly uh he was a great presence around the building and i feel like from a personality standpoint him and Justin Herbert would get along great. I mean, you talk mm-hmm. about like social media quarterback. Well, Frank Reich is a social media uh, head coach or coordinator if it was opposite day. The guy does not want any credit. He's low-key. Um, I think the the way that he works specifically with a quarterback is going to work out great if they make this hire. But you can also uh, look at the, the the list of names, and there's some familiar faces in here. Um, well, there's not faces, and there's a list of names. But Joe Brady – 
Um, Frank Reich will also be a great interim in week 12 when they let go of Staley. No question. <laughs> yeah. No question. Another reason, we were talking about this, like why take an OC job with like a quote-unquote lame duck? That was the way Kingston put it. And, you know, honestly, I mean, with, with Staley being on the hot seat this year, it's like nothing short of going back to the playoffs is going to cut it for them. If you are taking that job and you are a former head coach, this is like a quick way to get back into that game. Uh, not that he's looking at the job, planning for it to not work out, but um, maybe a little bit of a, a factor there as well. Where's Joe Brady been? He's uh, the he QB was in coach Carolina. He's in the he's in Buffalo now, and he just stays the same age, huh? Still thirty three. Yeah, he's always going to be in his early thirties. <laughs> wild. Yeah, I don't know what you know exactly. I mean, obviously, it didn't work out with him and Matt Rule, but he he was like the hottest name in football for a second there. He had a lot of good pieces in Baton Rouge. Mike yeah. Lafleur. Uh, is a name that's been floated personally. No thanks. Um, I, I think I wasn't impressed with with that offense. I mean, it didn't matter who was playing quarterback. Obviously, yeah. the Brees Hall thing mattered. Um, but yeah, there's some names in here. I, yeah, I think Nathaniel. The NFL. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, who interviewed with the Jets, uh, or is going to interview with the Jets, which I think is a big like eyeball emoji mm-hmm. situation because, you know, I, I've talked about Aaron Rodgers possibly being an option up there and and when they opened that coordinator position up I wondered if they were going to try to bring somebody in specifically to lure a quarterback so um yeah there's some options here and the NFL needs this this hire like the NFL needs this hire to get to get right because this is one of the most important pieces in the league in Justin Herbert like he's a generational talent he's still in his rookie deal you want his team to be good it's the LA market the whole thing um this hire is 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 a big hire I mean, this they have to yeah. nail this. Chris, if you were a head coach, would Kyle work for you? Yeah, he'd be the O line coach for sure. He, he, him, and Olin Krutz. Mm. Oh God, because Olin Krutz is just a badass. I just, I just load the room with badasses. I just <laughs> was texting with Olin Krutz yesterday about man, some D line drills. Yeah, he's. A, I love that oh, dude. I don't man. know him well. I played against. The, him, I think I was a freshman, and he's a senior. Good lord. Yeah. That was a man. He's could, a bad dude. Could they still fire Brandon Staley? Could I they su- still be evaluating I it's the still head possible. coach? I still the internet it's... fired him Saturday night. And then and then Staley and Lombardi get together. Joe's like, oh, yeah, threw me under the bus, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you weren't even sure about yourself. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> That'd be a fun time. All right, and last thing is Sean Payton. Evidently, there's some mutual interest in the Texans' uh, job situation between Payton. Are you you think he's driving the price up? Yeah, I. Uh, but that a lot is of high, that, a lot of highways in Houston. Concrete. Yeah, yep. Bad football. Yep. Humidity's tough. Bad organization. It is a bad organization, bad. but but maybe it's the quickest route to like tank and draft. You know, um, and and maybe there's some assurances being made there that you're not going to have to take orders from uh, Nick Casario. Correct. I, I don't know, but that's interesting. Something to monitor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be some uh, gamesmanship. Okay, so that's that's uh, anything around the league that you guys found interesting over the last couple days? Are you fired up for the Pro Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to see who's going to carry the egg the furthest. Is that one really one of the things? Sack egg, relay. Egg toss? 
There's a water balloon toss, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. That's that's coming up in two weeks, three weeks. We should live stream that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it'd probably do numbers. It'd be about as interesting as Dallas Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was tough, man. We were doing a live stream for that game. I felt like Al Michaels. <laughs> now Al Michaels isn't doing a volcano at halftime, but but I I felt I like I don't know. I felt like Al Michaels. If Al Michaels did a volcano He'd be he would Kirk would have to carry the whole broadcast. Mm. So yeah, I mean that was tough Monday night, and and the Bucks turned out to just be the same old Bucks. Is there going to be an opening in in Tampa? No, not from what I hear, which is surprising. Have you heard something different? Uh, I no. heard OC's out. I have not. Just sounds like the guy in the Utah Valley hat's trying to stir things. He is. Well, Todd Bowles is a terrible coach. You know, he has know not impressed me in his second. The record. In How his about second the first stint. one? Yeah. yeah. He has not he has not impressed me in his second stint. Okay. Best weekend of the year. Agreed. Agreed. Can't top last year. It's gonna be tough to top last year. We got the Bills and the um Yeah, we changed and, rules because of last year. And the year. Chiefs, we we had um a couple other games I can't recall, but they were all close. What 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 did we have in divisional in divisional round last year? Was that was that San Francisco Dallas? Yes. Yeah, San Francisco Dallas, where the where time ran out on Buffalo, Dak. Kansas City. Buffalo Kansas City. You had Tennessee Cincy, which was a tight ball memories game. Memories on you guys. Rams Bucks. And then Rams Bucks, which was mm. a very good football game. Three all one all four one possessions. Three of the four three point games. Yeah. Now we've got some bigger lines this weekend. Uh, and look we'll talk, out! Yeah, look out! So um, I guess making. I I don't know. I guess you go first. That's what we do know. <laughs> Can I pass? Do you want to give out the the standings one more time? Steve, you're up uh, on Chris by one. You've got thirty three. Chris thirty two. Making twenty nine. Yeah. Ooh. How about those deeks though? All right. Check yeah. out. The, check the balance in the. Why don't app. you get yourself into the thirty club? Mm-hmm. Now okay. you're talking my language. This is how I was doing the whole first half of the year when I was on skid. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, the money's coming in. That's right. <laughs> We're just not representing ourselves well on the podcast. I don't know uh, who to pick. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals catching five and a half in Buffalo. That's a good play. Because I, I know all the talk is offensive line, offensive line, but I think they're they're just as good. They've been more consistent. And... Um, Carmen looked fine at left tackle the other night. That's the that's the big thing to me. Went back and watched, you know, from every snap Carmen took to the end of the game. Okay, he got beat for a sack, but I think he was supposed to have chip help, mm-hmm. as uh, Chris pointed out. Um, you can sit him down. He leans a little bit. He'll duck his head. But if you think about the matchups this weekend, the only one that worries me is, is Rousseau. I mean, I, I worry about them, you know, picking up the blitz, Sorting games, that sort of thing. All the things you worry about three newish guys on an offensive line doing. But I I worry more about that right tackle spot than the left tackle spot. Jonah Williams has been bad this year. And as I said before, sometimes the guy that plays is not the best guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it could be a marginal difference. But Carmen actually looks like he can hold his own out there. Another thing is Ken Dorsey's interviewing with Carolina. This mm. weekend, a little distraction. We Mike were talking Kafka about. Mike Kafka said, "I'm not going to interview this week." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hire him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ken Dorsey's interviewing with Carolina. Um, you know, can Carmen have a solid game? Uh, they can They can definitely slow edge rushers down with the screen game, the run game. I think you, you, you might see more of P. Ryan in there for no the pass doubt. protection. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, he I has think, to play more. Yeah. He had, Mixon is a liability in pass pro. Yep. He j- he's just not going to stick his face in there where P. Ryan is going to do that and give you some, but also – be a factor in the run game and the pass game. I expect a lot more snaps for P. Ryan in this game. I do. I mean, hammer those props, I guess. Um, but, you know, the Bengals' defense has to be good in the red zone. they got to take the ball away. That's the big key, and they've been so ball-aware all year. I've, I yep. love their back end. We talk about that, like, Tennessee game, Derrick Henry's going in the end zone. They punch the ball out. I mean, that ends up a touchdown. But, you know, New England inside the five, they force a turnover. Now Baltimore, they force one of the biggest turnovers of the, of the year. Uh, and and then Von Bell standing up Gus Edwards the play before on the goal mm-hmm. line. I mean, like that's a, a play that gets overlooked, but there's a guy that comes down and, and brings it in the run game every single snap. And and so you know they they have a lot of unsung heroes back there. Can they take the ball away? Eli Apple got beat bad on a sluggo this weekend. You know, like they've had issues since Awuzie's been out. They don't play as well on the road defensively as they do at home. There's a whole lot of reasons to like the Bills here. But Joe Burrow just makes me feel like anything's possible, and 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 five and a half points. I, I a lot I'm, of points. It's a lot of points, especially when Josh is turning it over. Yes, feels like you could bank on that too. But but everybody's on the on on the bangle. No, everybody's on the Bengals. I think it's because of the big line. Yeah, yeah. They, I think the 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 line is is telling you a lot with what people want to do. I how much does it cost to, to buy to seven? <laughs> One. 40? Oh, that's worth it. Okay. Tell me that's not worth it. I don't, I, I don't speak that it. language. I don't speak the buying. You don't buy points. We're looking for value over there. I speak uh, that I speak that language. You can get the Bengals plus seven and a half at minus 179. Whoa. That's steep. That's steep. One there. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I do think the Bengals defense is the difference in this game. Good or bad. That's- you tell me. You're on the Bengals, so I'm guessing good. Well, yeah, but I saw that sluggo that Chris saw with Eli yeah. Apple chasing down. Yeah. Whoever the hell. Chasing ghosts. They and, were sitting uh, on that one for all game. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'll have to go now. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I'll, I, I'm going to take the – what's the Jags number right now? Eight and a half. Yeah. Do I it. wish it was nine and a half. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm afraid there. I'm going to go under 51 in Kansas City. Okay. I'm going to go under 51 in Kansas City. I just feel like the, the Jags have not – I mean, like, they scored a lot of points in the second half, but the Chargers softened up their coverage. They do, they do pretty well against man coverage, and that's one of the reasons why I think they might be able to hang in this game. Got good news for what, you. What what is it? Fifty two and a half. Fifty two and a half. You shop around for that number. I'll, I'll take I'll take the fifty two and a half. I had seen a fifty one. I bet it at fifty two and a half for sure. Um, I just feel like you know they've had problems picking up the blitz. This game could be I don't know. The defense has played better since they played the first time Jacksonville's defense has. So I could see this game going. I don't know. Let me make up a score here. Twenty seven twenty. You know, with a with a backdoor cover, mm. um, but I'll take the under. Do you worry about the Jags' stamina at all? Sure. Yeah. 
I just think they've been up against it week after week and putting themselves in those positions. Yeah. I, that's a – that's a, you know, I'm not, I'm not doubting them at all. I just wonder about it because of what they're up against and knowing what they've been through the last couple of That's why of you take the under and, and just figure, hey, okay. if, they, if, they, if they lay an egg offensively. Another thing is, though, sometimes you can be on a team like that that just is on a roll, and mm-hmm. even though you're, you're, you're getting by by the skin of your teeth, like you, you never have a chance to, to get out of that mode, and you don't even feel it. You know, you're just, you're just in go mode, uh, and I feel like they could ride that momentum right in and, uh, and keep this thing close. All right, I'm going to take the over in the Cowboys 49ers game at 46. Fuck! Uh, I just watching some stuff back on this and seeing what Dallas's corners in the perimeter. I think the Niners do a better job than anybody in the league than running the ball on the perimeter. And that's yep. because you have a monster like Ayuk. You got Debo out there. Then you start bringing around Kittle and Usech. Like, that's, that's a real deal. And watching – the Cowboys corners, they don't embrace physicality. That's uh, the thing. Like, I, can these guys tackle and can you make them tackle? And that, and that, and what, think about those, like, those guys, that, that's what makes the Niners so dangerous. Those guys are all game wreckers with the ball in their hand. Yep. Whether it's Debo, I, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, even Mitchell looks great. So that, I mean, that's the idea of me, Dallas. I, I, no doubt Quinn's going to have a, a plan for me to confuse Purdy and maybe get the ball away from where he wants to go right. with it. But I still think the Niners have the ball to get the, get the ball in space, and I think Dak's just going to wing it. Um, I still don't think Pollard gets enough touches. Uh, the guy is so much more of a difference maker than Zeke to me. And uh, I, I think that's a higher scoring game. I think somebody scores 30 in that one. Yeah, so. I, I like it. And Dak exploited zone pretty well last week. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was really good manipulating the defense with his eyes. You saw that on, on one of the early touchdowns to Schultz. Um, can he do that to the Niners zone defense? That's a, a different task with Warner in the middle. Um, another thing is you could see some per- some turnovers here. Yes, I mean, like Brock Purdy survived the turnover bug, Whew. and he's and he's he's gotten lucky at times. Like this is the team that takes the ball away, um, and the Cowboys have struggled against number two receivers, like mm-hmm. that. So you know, like uh, I could see one of these quote unquote role players for San Francisco having a big game. Uh, and another thing is, not to throw salt on this, but Dak has only faced three top fifteen defenses this year. I mean, you, the teams face seven. For four of those, it was Cooper Rush. So this is a challenge uh, unlike any other they've seen so far this year. Night game, Levi Stadium. Why isn't the line higher? Three and a half. Because Dallas is so fucking trendy right Recency now. Recency bias. Mm-hmm. Dallas is the last team people saw. Niners are the first people. They don't even remember the Niner game. That's how people bet. And, and it's the Cowboys. Correct. Perfect. And give me the Niners. Whoa! Minus three and a half. Cowboys. Want to buy it? Nah. You, pro- you should. Not, not in this. I, well, it Chris just told you you should. Doesn't make a difference. If you were but, listening yeah, earlier, Chris told you to buy it. But it matters in the streets. Cowboys, but you don't care. You don't care. Go Deeks. <laughs> Cowboys have signed uh, Tristan oh, Vizcaino mm-hmm. as kicker insurance mm-hmm. for Brett Maher. Yeah, how about that? Like, we're not actually going to cut you, but if you miss well, we kicks have this weekend, like, somebody's going to... Relegated somebody you're to... You're going to get South yeah. American soccer. Like, there's going to be fans outside your house. Yeah, yeah. Do you think yeah. old kickers just laugh at the new kickers knowing how much harder extra points are? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. I think so. they do. 
Yeah, maybe so. They're, they're like, yeah, well, you know, that's the one position that's like it's harder these days. It is. <laughs> you know? Hey, I've um, got a website saying that Dallas has 33% of the bets but 58% of the money. Yeah, it's big money. People are liking the Cowboys. Big money. Mm. People are liking the Cowboys. I gotta, is that the same website I'm looking at? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. It kind of scares me a little bit. Scary, also, a lot yeah. of people on the under. Really if, you look at the, if you look at the big money on the under, kind of scary too. Yeah. Okay, so I'm up. Is yep. that that true? Yeah. Okay. See long. I'll take the uh See nice, we used to say. See nice. Right. I'll take I'll take the That's a good name. I'll take the uh fuck, I'll take the Giants. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the Giants to keep this thing close. I might buy the <laughs> fifteen. Buy the fifteen if I can. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like the first game they played is so stuck in people's heads. Yeah. Um Listen, I worry about the Giants' defense. I really do. But uh, if they can run the football, which I think they can, um, then the key really comes down to protecting. You know, like protecting Daniel Jones, getting him involved in the run game when you can. Uh, Andrew Thomas. Um, and at the other tackle, you've got Evan Neal, who's struggled. I mean, he, he he's a guy that I worry about for them. So um, I don't love this pick. I'm kind of doing a Rob Lowe thing. Where I'm like, I hope all the teams play well. I just want there to be close games. I don't want to, like, I want the Eagles to win. I'd love it if they blew them out, but if they don't, I'm a winner here. Yeah, it feels like we haven't seen that group with Jalen yep. humming in about a month because yeah, it's Jaylen's been a been while. Hurt. It's yeah. been a while. And, you know, like, they, they didn't look, Lane's coming back, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how he's going to look. Um, yeah. There could be some uh, some rust. They played Davis Webb in Week 18, and then lost the two before that. Yep. Hey, you want to get that seven and a half player? It's not seven and a half now. It's at eight. So, oh, you should get it to uh, eight seven. and a half. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Macon right. was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what if I'm a uh, little gamesmanship? Mm. Huh. Huh. I'm going to take the under in the Bengals-Bills game. Okay. Huh. 48. Yep. Same as Giants-Eagles. Correct. Which, not to fill your homework out for you, I kind of like the under there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take the under in the Giants-Eagles game. It's at 48. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the Giants are always in like a 13-13 ball game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Jalen might not be 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the right call. Okay. Yeah. It's the divisional round. Yep. Teams get a little tighter. I'll take the Jags. Okay. There's, there's – I don't trust this, okay? Everything in my brain tells me the Chiefs run away with this thing. But the numbers support fading home favorites um, at um, in the divisional round. You know, it, it's just it's just been one of these things. Uh, another thing, when talking about the under in Kansas City, when Andy and Pat are both out there, and it's usually Pat that's not out there. If somebody's not out there, uh, in a line of seven or more, there's the under goes sixteen eight and one. So if the the, the Chiefs are big favorites at home. Over 25 games, 
uh, with Andy and Pat both on uh, in action. You go sixteen, eight, and one to the under. Fourteen straight playoff game. Kansas City's favored in. Wow, mm. crazy. Mahomes has been favored in every one of his twelve playoff starts. Crazy. Doug Peterson six and zero against the spread, five and one straight up as an underdog in the yep, playoffs. Exactly. So, you're and that'll be fun. You know, I can root for the Jags. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to fade. You know, a team that I'm going to try to enjoy pulling for at Dirty Nellies. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go against one of you guys and take the Cowboys against Macon and the Niners. That's a good pick. I like that pick. It's got the feel that it should. It just. It's, it's stinky. I I get. I think they did get a big whale off their back uh, getting that playoff win. I think they'll play a lot more carefree. I forgot and then went back and watched. Wow, this was Chris. You brought it up at the uh, beginning. This was the time running out on, on Dak. I just think like. The Cowboys, I think, will rally around them. I think this is the last go-round for Quinn and and Moore uh, in this whole group as a whole. So I think they're going to play pretty inspired. I'm, I'm going to die on this hill that Purdy plays average for a whole game. Yeah. He was below average in the first half, and Seattle was right there. And then, you know, we start calling this lineman downfield. We could call it on every single play in the NFL, and that takes away a first and goal for the Seahawks going in. So I thought that was a huge call because then two plays later, the fumble, and that fumble. game's done. Yep. So uh, Dak hasn't been great with turnovers. Yep. But uh, I just – something tells me that this is a field goal game. I will take the three and a half. All right, so where are you buying points? There. I, you're buying them right there, getting it to four, making. So we can push. That's good. Uh, I will go uh, under Giants-Eagles. Yep. Uh, getting that to 48 and a half. Okay, cool. So, I, I've got, you like that pick. <laughs> I got uh, Jags at eight, right? My first total of the year. I got Jags at eight, yeah. Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. We've got, uh, I, I have, who else? I have the 52 and a half on the under you in Kansas City. You ain't getting helped on any of these players. Yeah, um, the, the Giants were at eight, so I just gave them the half point because it was the only one that helps you. So, you okay. get Giants eight and a half. Eight okay. And a half. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. 24-16. So those are the picks, guys. Um, we, match we, up. Oh, match up, match up. Ooh, match Easy up. Easy for me. Can I go first? Please. Yeah, sure. Lawrence versus Kelsey. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Can't wait. Uh, who? Dexter <laughs> oh, I was looking at Trevor. I'm looking yeah. at a picture of yeah. Trevor, <laughs> and there's a Kelsey on the confusing. other side there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's confusing. Don't worry about it. Be. Demon Deacons. Yeah, yeah. Go Deeks. Uh <laughs> Clemson, mm-hmm. more more like more like the paper tigers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm. easy. You wouldn't say that to Dexter Lawrence's face. Uh, nah, that guy's awesome. I love that guy. Hey, matchup, you say? Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, Fred Warner and Dak Prescott would be a good one. Who's Eli Apple lining up against? Yeah, that's the is that, question. Is it, is it Diggs? Is it Davis? That's the question. Could McKenzie's be a problem. Yeah, Cole Beasley's in the mix. Yep. Eli Apple holding up in that game. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll go back to the right tackle. Adenajai and Rousseau. Um, I think a lot is going to hinge. And luckily for Joe, it's on his ball hand side. You know, that's the, mm-hmm. you know, the tough matchup being on his vision side. But that's still one that a lot hinges on that. All right. You guys have a great week and weekend. 
Enjoy everything. Tell everybody at Dirty Nellies I said hi. I will. Enjoy yourself, man. Yeah. But I was on Schrager's pod. We talked about, um, you know, like the the Steelers and Aaron Donald, and I, he mentioned something about, you know, uh, there was speculation he was retiring, and I basically was like, he's not retiring. He's playing. And that social was just floating. Mm. And Aaron actually replied under it. He's like, yeah, tell him, CeeLo, I'm playing. You know, the whole thing. So do I get a scoop? You should, yeah. I think I get a scoop on, yeah. like, the most important player uh, defensively in the entire league and the possibly imminent retirement. I got it, guys. Nice. Quote Chris Long from Greenlight Pod. Ian Rappaport, Adam maybe, Schefter. Maybe that'll get you a little trust among the uh, NFL players and amongst yeah, the locker room. Exactly. Like, you know, I'll talk to Chris. Clout. Clout. Yeah, yeah we need yeah. to chase some clout. So that yeah. was good. I don't know if you saw that. I'm a newsbreaker. I didn't see it. Yeah, Aaron see Donald it. will be back this year. Two newsbreakers. Well, mm-hmm. two newsbreakers for sure, and Kyle, Kyle Long. Mm-hmm. And then another thing was, uh, I don't know if Aaron watched the entire social because half of it was about yeah. him possibly being <laughs> traded. So then it turned into a thing where Matthew Judon was responding underneath, yes. like, come up here. And then, like, Pittsburgh people were like, yeah, come up here. You're stirring and, shit. That's yeah, great. stirring some shit. Yeah. If Aaron didn't watch the whole social, that's on him. Uh, You're trading information and stirring shit. That's what we're doing. That's awesome. All right, so now we're going to draft. Get your popcorn ready. Get a couple bags because we're going to draft like the entire league. Macon's idea was uh, three-year outlooks on non-playoff teams uh, or non-divisional round teams. So anybody who has a pulse and isn't one of eight teams, um, we are going to be able to draft that team based upon a three-year outlook. With Dave Damashek. Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to improve my gut health, boost my energy, enhance my immune system, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And now we podcasters at Greenlight are getting on the AG1 train. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. I get up every morning, the first thing I do is uh, I I mix in some AG1 with some water, that's all I need, tastes great. Uh, It definitely has improved my digestion, keeping me regular. Sorry if that's TMI, but I'm feeling good. I think it's helped my energy level. I think there's a, a ton of ways that AG1's helped me and I probably have no idea. That's the great thing about this. It's gonna surprise you. Your life's gonna get better in ways that you don't even realize. Ready to take on my day, ready to hit the record button on the podcast, ready to go. Also, the cost of AG1 is less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. That's athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Check it out. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. 
Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Hey Dave, I have a gambling problem. In that- What's that? Well, I gamble too much and then I lose a lot. And I'll jump Ooh. on I'll jump on like minus 500 live money lines in college hoops and then the damn team that's up 6 with 4 to go will lose the game. That's right. Hmm. It's all good. That's a, that sounds like a real problem. What you need to do is don't stop gambling but make better decisions yep. about where your money's going. Yep. And exactly. I think that'll help things. Yep, yep. I've been talking really. it through with a few people, and that seems to be the consensus. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. don't stop. Definitely not a situation where um, a lot of people are wanting to loan him money, though, either. He's- oh, I have been asking. Dave, in fact, if you send me five grand today, cash app, I prefer cash, cash app. app. We prefer cash app. Um, I will send you $5,200 tomorrow. Is this, but are you being sincere that this is just about gambling? Because I once had a pal who called me at two o'clock in the morning and he had this rambling. He was calling me from a pay phone in Hollywood. And he said, I, I can't explain uh, the full details, but can I borrow $400? Hmm. And I'm like, for well, you got to, ex- what the hell? It's two o'clock in the morning. And he's like, well, I got into a poker game hmm. and it didn't go my way. And these guys are like, he, he traded on the fact that I'm a naive uh, dip and cause he's like, I got it. And I'm like, he knows I'm prone to think that movies are real life. Yes. And he's like, they're going to hurt me. And I'm like, yeah. well, I can't, uh-huh. you get your kneecaps broken. Anyway, picked them up, took them to the bank machine, took out $400, gave it to him. And I had to drop them off in a Burger King parking lot and just left. He's like, you can't be here for this. I, I don't, you shouldn't be here. It could be bad. And I'm like, Oh my God, who are these bad dudes? These mobsters after you turned out, he had a crack problem. When your excuses, <laughs> turns out when your excuses, I lost in high stakes poker and that's the good news to cover up the uglier truth, then then you're probably I don't in a bad think way. Make has a crack problem, and I don't think WinBet's gonna break your kneecaps. No, I have proof here in the old WinBet app of uh the losses. And I'm coming to you from a podcast studio in the middle of Virginia. It's not a payphone in, in Hollywood, so much more credible situation and uh but just as dire. Just as dire. But there's light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel because North Carolina A&T is catching six and a half at home We've tonight. We've done a, a show that's almost entirely about your gambling debt. <laughs> okay. And so the, well, the, let's this make is some, where it turns. Yeah, that's right, Chris Long. Why do you tell him? You, you can't, no offense, but you can't. You're too close to this Eagles Gents game I, I to have any good sense. Well, I but did you bet can, the you, Giants. You can read into the I'm other go, I, Well, I gave out the Giants. I gave Did out the you? Giants just a few minutes ago with Steve. Uh, that you know, what is it at eight? Is it eight? eight. I'd like it if it were at nine. Yeah. But, uh, but but I'm glad it went up to eight because that's what I've been waiting for all week. That's late breaking to me because I've seen it at seven and a half steadily, and I kept saying if I could just get it up to eight and a half, yeah, it would be a little sweeter. Yeah. But I, you know what, I I I think I'm along with uh, with a lot of people on this one. 
If you Bungles could be minus five, uh, plus five and a half. That's the play this week. Bengals, yeah. Hope even so. though it seems like America's on it due to the big line, but I'm, I'm, we're, I think we're both on the Bengals. Yep, I'm uh, taking them on the money line. If you, yeah, that's that's a smart play, Dave. If you could go and attend any of these divisional games, which one, which one would you would you would you do in person? That's a nice question. Ooh, ooh, la la. That is a fun one. I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm tempted as somebody who loves the history. The lore of, I mean, and it's generations long, and I love doing making lists of things that no one on the planet Earth besides me cares about. But I love talking about, like, the best rivalries in sports that are outside the division. Yep. Um, like, you know, USC, Notre Dame is a good one. Um, Steelers, Cowboys is a good one. Lakers, Celtics. But Niners, Cowboys is also on the short list. This is dandy because it's transcended the generations. It goes yeah. back to Roger Staubach versus John Brody and Aikman and and uh, you know Aikman and, and Young, Young and all of that. Yeah. I uh, so I would say that one. But Levi's but, has no juice. But that that's exactly right, Santa Clara. Why are they even calling themselves San Francisco at this point? It's it's an hour away from mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah, Mike has an issue with this. Mm-hmm. No. I guess the Bills, but like I just said, I think it's going to be sad when people are walking out of that stadium. So I don't know if I want to be a no, part I of No, I know. That, Should uh, we feel like guilty about B? We asked the question uh, earlier. Should we be guilty for betting the Bengals? Because it's like Bills, you know, with everything they've been through this year, and they're the Bills, for God's sakes. Well... If it makes you feel any better, the Bungles don't exactly have a proud and rich history of no, of, yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. Bringing joy to their fans, so that right. that might offset it. And I keep saying it too. I don't know if this makes me a bad guy or whatever, but I'm hearing from some residents of Mount Pius that it's wrong to say this, but the the Bungles got screwed in this in this uh, tournament. Yes. I feel like why the Chiefs, by virtue of doing nothing, are just given the one seed. And the Bills are like, well, we forfeited the game. Well, we didn't forfeit, but we no contested that game. So, okay, so they get the one seed. So they get kissed into the one seed, which is obviously a major advantage. The Bills get a home game now, and it's become reality. They catch the Bengals in Buffalo. What the hell? What, what, I, if I, I think it ultimately is good because Joe Burrow gives me some of that the high-end, all-time great vibes of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and those guys who know how to uh, put a chip on their shoulder, whether it should be there or not. I bet you he's able to figure out quietly and the rest of that locker room can figure out, like, we got screwed here, and now let's go give them what for as a result. Well, they went on the road all last year. They went on the road all last year to get to the Super Bowl. They feel like this is something that they're good at. You know, you could definitely you feel motivated by how it's all gone down. We also talked to Mitch Morse earlier this week, who I think, and of course he's looking at it from a Bills perspective when I asked him about the neutral site possibility at Kansas City, even though they beat KC and they got the opportunity taken away from them to beat the, the Bengals, although that game didn't look like it was going their way. Mitch was like, listen, when we all got together and said this is bigger than football, we had to mean it. Like wherever the chips fell – we kind of had to mean it. And, and so it's the same thing for them and in, in, in the way they feel, maybe not as feeling as, as uh, unfairly treated as the Bengals might, but uh, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I don't know that it's something that's bad enough to where people, if the Bills go on to win the Super Bowl, will say, well, that was an asterisk type thing. Um, but yeah, the, ball you're right. definitely ba- the ball bounced their way for sure. 
uh, in this. Yeah, scenario. I just think they got like the the bungles for doing nothing wrong got the short end of the stick, and then you see this week that the league says, yeah, we did consider making um, Bengals and, and, and Bills a neutral site game. That, that That's what it should have been. Or it should have been like the 1982 Super Bowl tournament that yeah. you guys weren't alive for. But they had eight teams because it was a strike, strike year. Sword, and so yeah. I think there were only nine games or whatever played. So they just put extra teams in. Who would have complained about that? That would have been fine too. Yep. Certainly not me. Yep. It would have been Pittsburgh Steelers and Arrowhead. Yep. Wait, that didn't go well last year. It so did maybe not that go well last great. year, and I bet the Steelers that game. I just remembered well, that. that so, smart. Yeah, that no, it wasn't. Smart. Um, and I'll probably make the same same mistake again this weekend betting the Jags. So I just um, – I don't know, man. The Steelers are, are one of these teams that they, they, the future is bright. How bright is, the, the, is, the, is Pittsburgh's future? I don't know. We'll find out in this draft. Um, Macon had this genius idea uh, to draft um, 30 teams. It's hard for anybody to articulate, uh, not me so much. It is a genius idea, thanks. It's um, it's a powerful idea. There are eight teams currently playing, 24 not. Yes. From that field of 24, we each pick five, the mm-hmm. five with the brightest three-year Ooh. horizons. The way you the way you interpret it, because we might pick a team that doesn't have a quarterback right now. We might t- pick a team that doesn't have a coach right now. And this is obviously not binding, and no one will remember it. Nope. That's but if we, if we get this thing right, um, all this... The winner just gets $75,000. Pretty Ooh, much. That would that? help. And then otherwise, <sighs> you're bound by nothing here. Yep, that would yeah. help. Now, the three-year part's interesting to me, because three years ago, the 2019 NFL season... The Cincinnati Bengals were two and fourteen. They were awful. Now we're talking about a yeah. perennial playoff. The team. Lions were bad. They're 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 looking pretty good. The um, Lions were three twelve and one. Yep, yeah, they're they're looking like they're trending up. The Chargers were five and eleven. Yeah, they, Everybody's got. I mean, listen, it's eight. crazy that 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 the amnesia persists year after year with like. You think the Lions are going to be good this year? Like, yeah, how many times, how many more examples does Football America need before you accept the fact that teams make big turnarounds in the NFL in the 21st century? It's like such old news, and yet people (laughs) say, you think the Texans might be good in a year or two? Like, yeah, they get the right quarterback in the draft. Yeah, of course. You never freaking know. Three years ago, Houston Texans, winners of the AFC South at 10 and 6. Right. Saints were 13 and 3. Right. So yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be dynamite. Yep, this is your point. Table how, how, how are we gonna pick the who who gets to pick first? Hey, that's a great question. I had a colleague, uh, Dave. I'm a I'm a real estate agent by trade. I know what you do. And I, uh, you think, I, you think you're a stranger to me, yeah. friend? And Come on. Uh, I I have a colleague. She was getting all uh, jacked up about mega millions. Said she had lost the week prior. Right. Uh, but was gonna jump back in. Jump back in the 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 the, the week we were Mega speaking, competition. and and I said, "Hey, redacted, uh, pick a number between one and ten. Uh-huh. I got a number between one and ten. Tell me what it is." Now she says six. My number was four. I said, "There you go. That was one and ten. You would have lost." Um, uh, uh, um, the message was not received. She went right back to the Seven Eleven to participate. In Mega Millions lost two times. So how are we going to do this? No, that's a great question. No, I, 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 I know I didn't. <laughs> if you're picking your, uh, a number from one to ten, who? If somebody else says six, why would you have taken four? Well, no, no, no. I, I, are, I had four in my head. I had four oh, in my okay. head. I didn't articulate this well. I had four. It might have even been behind my back. Uh, and then she said six, and I said, "No, you're not good at this." 
But five is the right answer. If somebody takes six, then your answer has to be five. And if you get to go first, your answer has to be five because you want to be right in the middle. That's right. Right? That's Here, right. How about eight? And then if they, they have to shade you to one side or the other, you know, it's like a choice route, right? I'm, Chris I'm, Long, let's talk football. A choice let's route. Let's use football terms. A choice That's route. That's right. I, I'm I'm order, do you know what I'm ordering right now on Grubhub to be delivered ahead of time so I don't forget tonight? Oh, is it dessert? A taro, I've been about a taro dessert. slush. Oh, that's disgusting. Have you ever had a taro slush, Dave? No, I don't like this taro. I'm not a part of it. Okay. Tastes I'm like not in on it. Butter taro popcorn. island. Okay. Hey, the, I'll try it, though. I'm open to it. You should try it. It's good. See if they see if the Grubhub will send one over to Encino, California. Also, how about Eddie from. Spaghetti getting married or engaged? Ah, oh, that's There's so a long nice. way yes. to go. What, you know what? This is a great question to bring to you. Eddie Spaghetti, yes, he 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 uh, got down on one knee, and uh, we're all celebrating for him. But um, his wife, you know, who knew that the Giants were going to make the divisional round mm-hmm. a couple months ago, but she now has a birthday party scheduled on Saturday night, right when mm. the Gents and Eagles are going to be getting it on. Now oh, I no. counseled him. Spoiler alert. He did. She did graciously push the entire party back by a couple of hours to accommodate him. Yeah, that's not but good. I said in advance, like you gotta, you, you, you gotta just lay the law down here. I mean, yeah. the, you're, you're in success. We're talking about decades. Macon's not a big first fifteen guy. His first drive, so to speak, has been less aggressive than say my first fifteen in marriage. My first fifteen was like, hey, I'm going to Bonnaroo. You know, I watch football on Sundays. There's certain things I don't do. There's certain things I do do. I've been married for two years. I have two kids. Yeah. We're talking about less aggressive. It doesn't get more aggressive than that. No, I mean, and you know, what Dave and I are talking about is setting a tone uh, right. akin to the run game, like the constant pressure of your autonomy and oh, the things oh. that are important to you. I'm, I'm quick kicking on third down. Yeah, you are. It's always third and long, mm-hmm. and I'm sacrificing possession. It's also how he yeah. makes his babies, too. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Quick kicking. Now, you're, no, listen, I'm like I, Doug the, Peterson. The, it's fourth and seven. It's it, We're in our own territory. My wife's like, what are we doing? My wife's like Warren Sharp. She's just complaining about my decision-making. Yeah. You're not... Chris Long and Dave Damashek are, t- are two men. Yeah. We don't... We, we're, we're not guys. We're yeah, men. Men. And we don't play not to lose the game of life. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We We're trying to, to win, win it. it. We're trying to win Come it. Come on, make it. I like to stay. But home. I know. Listen, I your your uh, you know your reputation precedes you, make it. I'm just jiving. I, everybody <laughs> knows you're a vigorous love maker. <laughs> Thank you. That, that, that's the word I'm. Like, What's making really like aside game. from the vigorous love making? <laughs> like yeah, beyond that, the man. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can move on to draft order at this. At well, this as day. soon as you figure out how we're gonna pick the order of read, you got it. You want to. I got it. Perfect. Dave, pick a number uh, from one to three. <laughs> Two. Chris, pick a number three. one to three. Making one to three. I guess it's one. Yep. So making your first, Dave, your second, Chris, Damn, your third. Damn, you put it, you just, what, you just <laughs> ordered it one, two, three? <laughs> I really wanted there to be a, a zag in there because I don't want to go one. I outsmarted myself, but in Rochambeau, is there a standard? I mean, I don't want you to give away all your tricks for future head-to-heads between you guys, but is there a preferred uh, option that you guys go with? Is Rochambeau Jewish rock, paper, scissors? Is it Jewish? I don't know about that. (laughs) uh, uh, Ask George Santos if you want to know what goes on in uh, in the Jewish community. What's going on with Rochambeau? Isn't it rock, paper, scissors? 
I've, I've, I always thought it was rock, paper, scissors, too, but I accepted. I thought that it was more universally known as Rochambeau. Maybe you guys have a blind that. spot. You guys. Yeah. I've always known it <laughs> as rock, you paper, scissors. <laughs> Only thing Rochambeau? I, mean, I don't know what that, what that even means. All I know, I mean, the most Jewish thing about me is that I have my flesh yarmulke. You know, that's... Uh, that's uh, Rochambeau. Used mainly in the Western United States. It's a synonym States. of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> it's a reference to Count Rochambeau, who, according to widespread legend, played the game during the American Revolutionary War. I don't think it's the Jewish rock, paper, scissors. No. All Wait, right. this was this is a Revolutionary War general? Yeah. General Count, Rochambeau? Count Rochambeau. Count. Oh, my God. That, that's, that is a challenge. I was ready to declare an early end to the competition in 2023 for best new name. I don't know if you guys noticed it when, when Pitt was uh, taking care of the Cavs a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they, but, but Pitt has a center, seven foot tall, 82 pound guy named Federico, Federico. That's it. Federico, Federico. We've, we've rebounded. (laughs) We're back. Like we're back. You. Yeah, we good we, pun. Yeah, four in a row, Dave. Uh, okay, you you got the first pick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're no, getting sidetracked. Make as we do, but you know, this is technically a Macon's gambling woes pod. So we'll see if we can fit this in. You're not going to like my pick. Candidly, I don't like my pick. I wish I was at three. Is this a snake draft? Yes. Yes. It is a snake draft. Okay. I, <clears throat> Okay, with the first overall pick, I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers. And you say, why are you doing that? I like the pick. They were on my big board. Okay, generational talent. Everybody loves to say it. Generational talent at quarterback. Had they beaten the Jags on Saturday night, they're in Arrowhead. What are they? Four-point dogs? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a big number. Right. And uh, and they might beat them. And they might beat them. They might be playing to go to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, but there's Bowl. a reason that they're not there, and it's Brandon Staley. And I'm shocked that and, he's still employed. And he's still employed. And so there's a question mark at the coordinator position, which could be a really good thing. You're in the red, 8-8 eight, eight on cap. I mean, you're, 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 you're over the cap. Uh, you got picks 22 and 55. The only good thing is they could go 9-8 and eight again and be better off than they were this year, but in the same place – and make some improvements to the roster, and then they could fire Brandon Staley. Like That's the part of the three-year outlook to me that's good, is you have that quarterback on a rookie deal. It's not going to last much longer. But if a change is coming, it's coming soon, and with an intact football team because they're just not performing. And you probably extend Herbert now as soon as possible, but that doesn't necessarily shrink the window. I mean, other teams pay quarterbacks to keep winning. Yep. Um, I, I, I do wish it was Sean Payton. At the helm. They are in the AFC West. There will Not be a new the, offensive coordinator. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, okay, good pick. But hey. hey oh, Dave like Damashek. Thank you, thank you. Can you talk to me about Week 18? You're Brandon Staley. Would you have, uh, Here we go. Would, would you have played your, your mm-hmm. Chargers starters? Oh. You know, I felt like, yes, it's set up to... It was a, it was a dangerous game Brandon Staley was playing there. Um, 
But I also, I mean, how many, for how many years do you hear about like, oh, they took their foot off the gas and they knew they were in good shape and they were in. And it, I do think I'll defer to, to you two who played in the NFL, but, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, doesn't the rhetoric go that, um, it's hard to turn it on and off again in the NFL. And that it kind is, of it is. And them. this, this debate is raised on Macon was tickled to death when my dad threw shade at Brandon Staley for playing the guys last week. You know, there's it's obviously an easy take to put out there that like that Mike Williams uh you know broke it's on his Brandon. back. He broke his back. He could have broke his back any game during the season. He could have broke his back power cleaning in the weight room. Listen, the, the numbers back it up. It's a small sample size, but teams that don't rest their starters to some degree perform better in the playoffs than teams that do uh and have that buy. I've been on teams with buys. I do think in the first half they came out, and although the, you know I was arguing with Big Cat about this the other day, I was like, because he's on the you know anti Brandon Staley playing people uh, train. Um, he was like, the offense didn't look that good. I was like, the offense looked good in the first half. And he's like, it was all the turnovers. I mean, like I'm not an EPA guy, but I'm pretty sure that offense was moving the ball just fine when they had the opportunities in the first half. And that, to me, you could credit the, the defensive performance. You could credit the offensive performance in the first half to not being rusty. Okay, And Mike Williams is not the reason you lost that football game. But then DeAndre Carter's playing instead of Mike Williams. Yep. And then he goes out, and it's Michael Bandy who's never taken a hand off. Everybody's on the Michael Bandy train. Okay, well, th that's on coaching. That's on play calling. It's not on, damn, the guys were out there too long. Like People step up all the time in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know what their EPA offensively in the first half was, Reed. I don't know if you can crunch that in, in your, your computer brain. I've gotten us into the I'm sort of... I'm sort of agnostic about. about Brandon Staley's ongoing employment. Uh, you know, it's funny, though, because, boy, people loved him good for the first, like, 12 games of his uh, head coaching career. Oh, they career. did. The internet. He was one of the favorites online. Oh, he was, yeah. He, he, was, uh, he was the must-have item, and every coach had to become exactly like Brandon Staley in that moment. I mean, the, the troubling thing is, I mean, always though, I defer to the players and I don't know, Hey, does that go on Chris Long? Does anybody, does the PR guy, does the GM or otherwise say like, Hey, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing if, if you gave some public support to the head coach here. No, right now. People does, always that doesn't accused, really happen. No, people accuse players of do. Oh, that was, that was organized that the Broncos all stepped up and said something about Russell Wilson. Like, I don't know. No. I find that hard to believe that you would say to grown men, go say that if you, even though you may not mean it. No, I think, I think, you know, in the Broncos case, that was sincere I also think like there's a big variability in how players feel about a, a specific coach so you're always going to have one or two company guys that are going to speak out and you know you're going to have some people who don't like the coach as much because of some personal slight uh, and maybe some guys that know the coach isn't that great a coach but their situation's pretty good like their quotes might sound different so um yeah the, the uh, Brandon Staley to me has just been compulsively um, fearless at times. And by that, I mean, like, he doesn't know when not to be. Like, it's like fearlessness. There's a thin line between fearlessness and just recklessness for the sake of adhering to your mantras that are on the wall. And, you know, like, that's kind of the vibe I get from Brandon Staley sometimes. Like, we are who we are, no matter what. You know, in the second half of the game, we're going to throw the football. 
You know, we're not going to manage the clock. But that aggressiveness wasn't there when, when you had to play more aggressive coverage and you were playing more off coverage and uh, they were eating up chunks of yardage or late in the game on fourth and three, you're like, I will kick with, with Dicker the kicker instead of going for it. And, you know, I've talked about this. The Jags were the more fearless team because they have the more fearless head coach. Even though he doesn't have as many mantras, he doesn't speak the way that Brandon Staley does at the podium, that everybody fell in love with him his first press conference. The result is different. Um, okay. I, I think it's crazy, though, that, I mean, that they make all the changes that they made. And, I, you know, ultimately, if Justin Herbert on down are like, yeah, he's a, we, we love Staley and we want him to stick around. I, I think that's hard to work around. I think that's probably the most relevant thing in, in trying to evaluate. Do we keep this guy or not? But, man. The Chargers are loaded up on defense, and they got to fix and, you know, the run. They game had Mac and Bosa back there, uh-huh. and you know that you know they had James Red and Kenneth Murray, and that they got whipped like that. Yeah. Staley's supposed to be a defensive whiz. That yep. that is what would be troubling me all uh, no for question. these next six or no eight question. months. That's why I'm surprised he's still there. Okay, Dave, you're up with pick two. All right, there's some ways, some other ways I can go, but let, I'll cut to the chase. Pittsburgh Steelers, what do you yeah. want me to do? Yeah. Of course, what am I going to do? Not, t- not take the Steelers in a, in a draft of teams that I uh, have uh, optimism for over the next three years or so. They have the most important thing. Maybe it's overly simplistic at this point with the cap going up to accommodate uh, franchise QBs a little bit over the last five or ten years, but still, the the sweet spot in the 21st century is having what you feel like is the real deal at the most important position, but he's still on his rookie deal. Um, That's what the Steelers have. They were surprisingly uh, better than what I think most people figured their offensive line was going to be. George Pickens is a stud. You can see that Deontay Johnson for all the hand wringing about some of his drops is open all the time. Uh, Friar Muth, I could just take off names here, but the defense is the only troubling thing is what I just said about Brandon Staley. The premise, I would think, with the Chargers, although Justin Herbert warps it a little bit, is like, man, we should just dominate teams uh, with our defense. So is, uh, the same thing is true with the Steelers. Um, but there are limits to it. You know the Jenga theory. If you remove the wrong piece, the whole thing implodes. T.J. Watt, I think, proved himself to be you know, one of the Jenga pieces of the NFL this year. And I think people lost sight of that or got amnesia that that okay but the one of the best one of the five best non qbs in the league was hurt and wasn't all the way right till the very end of the season that's going to impact your wins and losses um i think things set up great i get we talk about cynicism. People on the banks of the three rivers, dude, they're like, they they went five. They're, they talk like the team went four and 13 or something. Yeah. It really is weird yeah. how people are so obsessive or like they, maybe they only pay attention to one football team and the, the, as they, you know, the, the other side are just those uh, nameless gray faces and, and that sort of logic. But what are you looking at? Do you think that, that nine and eight, seven and two finish, um, isn't reason for boundless optimism, except that they happen to be in a division with the Bengals, who, if you opened it up to the entire, if we could take any of the 32 teams, I might take the Bengals number one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, things set up and I also don't think, and, and, and uh, I defer to you two NFLers once again on this, but I don't think it's bad that in a league of sameness, of copycats, and everybody running essentially something fairly close to the same thing, 
that if Tomlin wants to try and knuckleball you week after week and um, dominate you defensively and win with that style, I don't think that's bad. In fact, I think there is a competitive advantage to that because you have to prepare differently for a game against the Steelers than you do against any uh, of your other foes on the schedule. True or false? I think there's it's true for the most part, and then you get into this part of the season and then you see like the Bills or or the Chiefs, or somebody who can get points in bunches, and then you, you can't play the game on your terms. But um, if not for Matt Canada, I was going to say, like, hey, this this three-year outlook, uh, on the other hand, there's Matt Canada, uh, who seems to be staying on in Pittsburgh. Like, uh, you do have elite uh, at almost every position. Uh, if you forecast it over the next couple of years, as far as having a young core, I don't think there's a, a much better young core in the league outside of Najee, Fryermuth, um, Pickens. Like if you took a, a halfback, a tight end, a wide receiver. Your guy, uh, Jalen Warren. J- Jalen Warren, number 30. He's, a, he, uh, he's dynamite too. And, and, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick is, what is he, yep. 24, 25? Yep. TJ Watts still under 30. Things set up nicely, and you know Andy Weidel, and I, I think you know the yep, the like secret Andy. to the Eagles is not a secret nope. that the reason they've stayed pretty relevant around the playoffs for the last decade is he just always or they always just load up on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I think that's what he's going to do now, and, and that will benefit especially the way Tomlin wants to win these games. I think they're just going to you know brawn it up. You know, the, the get some guys that like to lift weights in their free time, like your brother Kyle. Yeah, well, I he, talked to him once. He do, do you know that? He likes to lift weights. So. Well, uh, he didn't for much of his career. He just would go out there and just throw people around. Now he's a big weightlifter. He's Mr. Olympia. So uh, you got picked 17 and 33. Who do you think you take at 17? Is there a position that you guys you guys are looking at that you're like, we got to address that right now? Dude, I'm like with the old Emperor Chaz Knoll. I go with best player available. Best player I don't available. Go with none of this. We got to fit. BPA. We got to fit this. It's the only BPA I like. A lot of dudes in that defensive secondary available, middle, late, first. Yep, yep. Which would be a good I would spot love for him to. I mean, yeah. if, if if you could get. It's like, I like when people talk about, uh, you know what we need, Dave? We need a shutdown corner. Like, yeah, I need clips to go viral. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <I> mean, like. <laughs> no, we got to find I, I like it. when people announce what we. A shutdown corner. We should get one of those. Yeah, I mean, we could draft a cornerback <laughs> yeah. who's who's hopefully effective enough that he can take away the number one option. But yes, I get the but point. For, if there's a guy like that, I, I would love for that. You you drop that into that defense, it really has a chance to be special next well, year. Well, so it's interesting. There, I've been talking about L.A., who probably doesn't make this list in the Rams, and uh, I had speculated uh, to much to the chagrin of some of our L.A. fans who listen that maybe the the Rams are in kind of a resetty kind of mode and maybe an Aaron Donald, a Jalen Ramsey might be available. I know that the Steelers don't like throwing around draft capital or doing it some some other way, but like I had talked about maybe Aaron, if he's not interested in going to like a, a quote unquote contender, and I'm not saying that the Steelers aren't, but like there's a nostalgic angle there. You talked about a corner, maybe they'd be in the market for Jalen Ramsey if there's a fire sale in L.A., um, I, I think talking about this stuff is fun because they are, it feels like a big piece or two away in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think they have a lot of the pieces lined up. They could add another dynamic playmaker or two on defense, uh, especially in the secondary, as you mentioned, and the defense is aging, but elite. Okay. Like it's definitely like over the next three years, you talk about this window, 
you have to capitalize right now if you want this defense to look the same. Because you mentioned T.J. Watt, who's not old yet, but you look up in three years and you just don't know where people are physically. Cameron Hayward, um, I don't know how much longer he wants to play. He's the one. I mean, his yeah. contemporaries, J.J. Watt retires, Von mm-hmm. Miller's out with the knee injury. I mean, that's his draft class. So, yeah, he doesn't have as dominant as he, as he is in second halves of every season in the last like six years, he turns it on and dominates giant uh, men. But yes. Oh, I, that's why I say Ogan Joby. And then yeah. we got to steal Hargrave from uh, mm-hmm. the Eagles. We got to steal him back from, uh, from you guys. I, w- I would be fine with moves like that. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, I'm Aaron Donald. Your guy, Jeff Schwartz though, said there's no way the Rams would ever deal him away. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't I don't know if that's a no way situation. If the plan lays out over the next year and they're tanking for Caleb Williams. I know that for Rams fans it's hard to imagine, but like, did you look at your team this year? I mean, like, I know there were injuries, but uh, you, you really think Matt Stafford feels great right now? I mean, like, I, I don't know where he is physically, and if he's not there, what are you doing? Are you going to give up more draft capital? I didn't you can find a first in the couch cushions to go send – you know, for a quarterback, like, I, I don't know. I think sometimes it's okay. You won your Super Bowl. Nobody's saying Les isn't doing a great job or that Sean McVay's not a great coach. Or you don't have good players. But maybe it's time to let somebody like Aaron Donald, who probably doesn't want to go through a rebuild at this age, explore other options. It could be Aaron the only Donald's way get... from uh, Penn Hills. Yep. He still lives in Penn Hills, as far as I know, Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see um, maybe that there would be some appeal to to Donald with doing something like that. But I will say this about the Rams. I hate, listen, that is the worst Super Bowl defense in the history of the Super Bowl. It's bad. That, I get the injuries and everything else, but it ain't good when the off season begins with the head coach going like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. Yeah. I might go to the booth and yeah. your best player, Aaron Donald saying the same thing that, that set things up for, uh, for bad times. And uh, all right, fine. So you're the Florida Marlins. you, you mortgaged your future to win it now. You did to make a big blip in L.A. But I think it's weird that it, it feels like, and I'm here in L.A., it really did not make much of a dent. No, in the local because they don't care scene. so much about football there. I'll tell you something. But I think like in, it, it feels football. like a meaningless Super Bowl now, um, kind of in a way, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, to, to the Rams. No, I mean, like. It's very significant for all involved professionally, but in L.A., they've had spoils of riches for years in sports culture, and it usually starts with basketball and baseball. Yeah, but it's good. And- but I mean, like in, when you look, I you know, I can go through you know Super Bowl fifteen and what that meant to the Raiders as a wild card, and the Eagles had their special yeah. year and all that. Like I think that that Super Bowl last year is going to be like. When you're going through, ticking through the generations, you're like, who played in that one? Uh-huh. I don't remember who was that. Yep. Oh, the, oh, the Rams. Oh, that was weird. Yep. You know, and I think that you, it'll be one that you do not. Um, I don't think songs are going to be written. I don't think uh, uh, Steve Sable um, from on high is going to wished he could have been around to uh, to script to out the magical one. Super Bowl that we saw there. Yeah. Now, if this team wins the Super Bowl, people are going to riot. You know who I'm going to pick? I do. Yeah, Detroit Lions. Yep. Okay, and, and I know this is like, I know it's a trendy pick, but I've been on the Lions, so I don't feel weird about it. Uh, great young O-line. They got weapons. They got young weapons. A big swing guy is going to be Jameson Williams. Is he going to be more than a guy that you can get the ball to on a busted coverage? Um, is he going to be a big part of that offense? You got St. Brown. You got Swift. Um, you have Williams. Uh, the cap space is good, 27.7. Ben Johnson is another reason 
for me. It either says that the Carolina interviews are disastrous uh, or that there really is something real that they're building here. And one of the biggest reasons I think their outlook is good is this fucking division could be like a vacant lot here soon. You know, you got the Vikings to contend with, but they got to fire a, a DC here soon, I figure, and there's going to be a reset there. Yo, Kirk, a bunch of money this year. After that, it's kind of a question mark. So I really like the Lions. Third and draft capital this year. They got picked six and 18. We've talked about they could they could draft a, a quarterback to develop. They could draft Michael Mayer. They could work on the defense with an interior defensive lineman. You know, they, they got a lot out of Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson this year. I thought that was great. Uh, you know, they, they, they got a, a bunch out of the other edge, edge rusher who kind of came on out of nowhere. He was almost as productive as Aiden was. Um, was Houston, right? Um, yeah, that's right. Yep. And, uh, you know, like I said, the division could be wide open. So I really do like Detroit. The big question for me is can Detroit uh, attract free agents? You know, that was an interesting concern. Seems appealing now that I think the concern is let's see how uh, – how ravaged the 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 coaching staff is because it does feel like Dan Campbell is a uh, uh, a tone guy. Yep. Not uh, although I, I I don't know maybe he is a good exit or uh, you know a good uh, technical coach. I think people might underrate that a little bit. I mean, talking about Dan Campbell. I mean, just look at who he who he learned ball from. I mean, Sean Payton is just such a fucking genius. Um, you know, you're talking about a former player and a guy who had to make his money outsmarting people. Yeah, he's a big, brutish tight end, but like he wasn't incredibly talented. He's got a special teams background. So I do think sometimes that gets a little bit underrated, but you're right. And also, like, look at Dan Campbell and his decision-making. Firing Aub- Aubrey Pleasant uh, late in the year, their defense changed. And like he knew the, the firing that he had to make. He had the balls to do it. I know he cares a great deal about his coaches. He did it, and they took off from there. So... Um, I got. I trust in Dan. I trust. This will be like the real right. NFL draft. First round takes a while. Okay. Yeah, the you're right. I can't wait here because I know I would pay. I, I'm. I'd be willing to bet that he's going to take one of two teams, and that's fine by me because I'll just take whichever one he doesn't. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with, and I could be forgetting somebody. This sucks. Um, hmm. Failing to prepare is. Preparing to fail. Yeah, okay. Well, then give me the commies. Okay. Whoa! Yeah, give me the commies. Off the now, board. Now, there's a, there's a dark cloud over this organization, and the ownership is, uh, is, the, is the reason for the season. But that could change. That could change soon. The defense is, good, is in good shape. Uh, I think they got to pay Deron Payne. Um, they, they have really good weapons, young weapons offensively. Robinson had a really nice year. McLaurin, uh, Dotson came on. That guy is a freaking stud. He goes up and gets it. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, I said like, it's kind of the Staley situation where Rivera could be fired next year and you could have some hot shot coaching. You could also have a free agent, uh, quarterback wash up on the shores of Landover, Maryland. Right, I mean, people have been talking about. I hey, call me crazy, call it a reach, but um, yeah, you got to replace the OC. They've got a nice young core. Yeah, I considered them, and you know, they should be better with the with their most important piece, at least on a piece of paper going into the season, was Chase Young. So if he's healthy, 
um, and, and back in form, then they'll be that much better there. Yeah, I love that pick. And I think Sam Howell might work out, not based on what he did in week 18. I thought he was going to be the rookie of the year. I thought if Ron Verrett, at some point, I can't believe in August or whenever, they didn't go like, what the hell with Carson Wentz? How yes. did this happen that we wound up with this cat? Yeah. Um, and I mean, they should have just jumped to Sam Howell earlier in the year. But yeah, I think Brian Robinson is a big difference maker back there. I like that team a lot. And they're going to, I think the Dan Snyder's going to get moved out of there, right? And so then even so. that stink. What they have to fix, though, we th- those uniforms stink. And same as the Lions, this plague has gotten worse, only worse since we addressed yeah. it three years ago. Right. The white pants without stripes. What mm. in hell? This is the National Football he likes League, man. white pants. I, I like, well, can't have it. I love it in, in college. I do like it generally. I love it in college. Right. I love it in college. On Penn State, okay. You're an NFL team. Dave, Put a stripe on your pants. Show some effort. That's a good point. I just, right. I just restrain myself from diving into uni talk. I should be commended. Dave's pick in the second round. Middle of the second round here. All right. I'll I didn't anticipate the both these teams being on the Take board here. <laughs> I'm going to go with, even though they have to solve – the most important position in sports. No, he's not taking my team. I'm going to go with the New York Jets. Yeah, that's yep. a good pick. Good pick. Let me tell you why uh, very quickly. I think that at least for one year, and then we'll see what's on the other side of it, as opposed to when most big brand name QBs become available either in trade or as a free agent, you know, a handful, if not more teams, you know, chase them around and take them out for surf and turf and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the Jets are in a weird position, and I can't really remember very many teams being in it where if Brady wants to play, like that might be an option there. If Aaron Rodgers is playing, and I bet you he will, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the answer for them next year. They interviewed Hackett for that OC job. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think that would cinch it. But then again, that's what the Broncos thought a year ago. Yeah, right. But um, I also think it would be hilarious if, the same exact pattern that Brett, that the the Hall of Fame first ballot guy um, in the second half of his career just can't win in big spots. Yep. Like he can win a ton of games and win MVPs and everything, but like when he gets to January, for whatever reason, he just flames out. And then he gets to belly aching about it's not my fault, it's the roster, and I'm not respected, and I'm retiring, or maybe I'm not. And then I, oh, you're going to draft somebody behind me? How dare you? Yeah. Now I am going to retire, except now I'm coming back and jamming you up, and now I'm still being disrespected. It's, and he could wind up on the Jets. Same thing. It's honestly, it's like, you know, if Brett Favre was Aaron Rodgers' dad, I think he probably would have hated him. But you know how you grow up, and even the things you hate about your parents, like you do them, and I kind of wonder if there's a little bit of that like uh, complex where, well, although Aaron Rodgers took it as abuse, he's doing the same thing to the Packers and probably going to play out his life just the same. I, it, it's so true. Yes, weirdo, weirdo decisions are uh, are not the same. One one is a, has revealed himself to be a volleyball enthusiast. The other one gets weird tattoos and dates witches and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but either way, they both turn weird. Um, but I do think that the Jets, for one year, I think he makes them a winner. Or maybe it's Derek Carr, or maybe it's Lamar Jackson, for all I know. But I think that there are going to be a lot of big-name QBs who are like, how about me, Jets? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe Douglas, what do you think? Because that roster's ready to go. The defense is dominant. The pieces are nice there. 
I think the the only thing that concerns me is that the Bills are there. Yeah, and Brees Hall's got to come back healthy. Makai Becton's health's a big big issue. It's been a big issue. Open OC spot. Um, how do you think Aaron Rodgers would would do in the New York media? Oh, he'd love it. Can't you see how much he likes? What his thing is, he just likes to he he likes for all opinions to be shared, except mm-hmm. then when people share opinions, he gets mad if, if yours doesn't agree with him. But he's still, he's all about free speech. and, and like all, cancel I, culture. <laughs> what a weirdo. He, he really, I, I, he was one of my all-time favorites, and he really turned into a, a weird I still, dude. I still enjoy watching him play. You know, he's just definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's just a lot. It's like it's another thing after another thing. And, yeah, I mean, and this year, this year I think he finally – uh, the bluffing is over. I think he's on the move. Yeah, I agree with that. I, listen, I'm not denouncing him. He can do and think whatever the hell he wants to do with himself. I am resentful, though, of people who assume they are masters of every aspect of uh, of the human condition because he does one thing well. I you, you haven't... You don't know everything about everything because you do because uh, I'm not marginalizing yeah, football players. Oh, you throw a ball that. good. You don't. You shouldn't involve yourself. You don't know everything about do, everything. But he has that attitude. He's yeah. He hadn't earned that. Final pick of the second round here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that uh, division you recently mentioned, Chris, and and take losers of 13 of the last 14. The Chicago Bears. Yeah. The monsters of the midway who have. Uh, Justin Fields at quarterback. Yep. Um, a ton of cap space. Yep. They have the number one pick in the NFL draft. Oh, it's lined up. It's lined up. Three years from now, they have to be good. It's it's just a it's a bet on have to be. And Ian Ian Cunningham, my guy, he evidently interviewed with the Cardinals and and might have been offered the job, but then he decided to stay home in Chicago. You know, more signs that uh, well, maybe you don't want to deal with what's going on in Arizona, but. Um, you know they're building something there. A couple NFC North teams are convincing themselves that they're, they're building something. And and Eberflus, you don't hear about him in a good way. No, he's he's been good. And and Getzy, uh, I thought did a nice job last year. It's just all going to be on Justin Fields. Yeah. And and obviously using the capital well. That Herbert's really good. <clears throat> yeah. Legendary Jayhawk. Well, not to, not to be a pessimist about it, but I don't think uh, Poles showed himself to be a real savvy wheeler and dealer by trading Chase, for Chase Claypool and giving away what ended up being the 32nd I think, overall pick. I think the reason was, and I have him here as a big swing guy for them, he's got he's to step up, right, um, is I think they were looking at this wide receiver class and saying, hey, we got to make a move now if we're going to do it. And I also, maybe it's not the right guy, but I like the spirit of giving Justin, even as you're tanking, <laughs> subtly tanking. And that, that's how good Justin Fields was this year at making big plays and, and, and getting you hyped for his future that like you didn't notice they were tanking. It felt like they got better and they won nine games or they lost nine games in a row. So I, I, thought, um, I thought Claypool or a receiver, just somebody that doesn't, you know, not having anybody to throw to hinders your development. And so, although they overpaid for him, if they can get something out of him next year, if he's a little bit better next year, I feel like it, it could end up not being as embarrassing as it might look. Jerry right Judy. Now. A little Jerry Judy speculation. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy to the Bears. Jerry Judy be fun. Yeah. I don't like this pick. I hate this pick. Because they so overachieved this season, it didn't make any sense. It's the Seattle Damn, Seahawks. Damn, fuck! The whole they, board! They got, uh, they got picks 5 and 20. Now you re-sign Geno. That's a no-brainer. Is he is he 
is he good in three years? I don't know. But the they they they've drafted so well. Kenneth Walker, I love. Tariq Woolen, I love. The uh, the the organizational uh, uh, line. Uh, juju. Structure. Juju. Structure. It's just, it's, it's good vibes up there. Plenty of cap space. Um, nine, nine and eight. Running out of teams here. Figured they'd be three and 14. Um, that said, a three-year horizon, I don't know. They, they could be right back at a, we'll be probably playing 20 regular season games by then. Seattle Seahawks, I don't know. Taking a flyer on the organization because they they seem to draft well, even though it, when it when it looks silly, like taking a running back high every single draft. Well, they do draft well once every ten years or so, at least. Well, so they've drafted well since Pete ceded a little bit of the responsibility. I think uh, you know having those two coordinators come back and Hurt and Waldron, um, and they're just similar to Detroit I think in a way that they're like okay we have a guy that we might be able to win with in the short term and if he's not our long-term guy okay I mean we don't want to waste the window on some of these really good rookies we have like Gino could be back don't trade down yeah take the take a guy at five don't trade down fifth and 20th picks yeah okay so Dave's I mean, up. He took the if you Miami could get, Dolphins. If you could get C.J. Stroud, that would be hard to pass on. But obviously that high up, you're going to be able to get some yep. stud at some position there. Mayo I'm going to go boy. Miami Dolphins. I, 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 I'm bummed because as a vain guy, I was positive that people were not seeing what was clear to me. Tua gets hurt. So, they, you know, it feels like, you know, uh, what, 17 months ago that uh, that the Dolphins came out of the came came into September on that heater and it was like whoa this Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle stuff is going to work with Mike McDaniel and uh and Tua is uh, is born anew some of us and then knew. he got hurt and then everybody just forgot about them like ah it was a mirage He's like well yeah their quarterback got hurt what do you want to well, do I think Teddy there B? was some some poor play before the injury that you know I, well, I, I think they were maybe even undefeated. Maybe, no, but, but they, they went through that skid in December, and you kind of look at it and you're like, all right, and, and I've been like one of these poster children for Tua haters or whatever you want to call me. They put me on Cuck Mountain. It's like some mountain they put people with uh, at the time what looks like really bad hot takes, and then by the end of the season we all look like fucking geniuses. How's the property value on Cuck Mountain? But like, you know, whether it was the Chargers game, uh, whether it was the Niners game, uh, a couple of those games late in the season. It just looked like the moments got a little big. I thought he played well in Buffalo, but if I'm them, I'm still not convinced. That's funny you say that. And and when somebody tries to tell you you put a, you're going on Cuck Island, just hit your cough button. Yeah, the cough you button. It doesn't even the get into button. your ears. Exactly. I'm, I'm impenetrable. I won't even um, hear it. I, 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 the reason I disagree is they were um, – and, and I do think that some – coaches get to the league and then they just jump everybody else for one year Lamar Jackson in 2019 they they went all in on that and it worked for that one year as I predicted it would and they dominated nobody knew like what the hell what kind of witchcraft is this guy pulling off uh, are, are the Baltimore Ravens doing in our league I think that's what happened this year we'll see but I do think that two is big spot was remember the the week running up to the trip to Buffalo? It was like it's going to be snowy, and those and, and and them fancy boys from Florida, 
ain't going to be able to hang. That's what happens when you come up to the snow in a place like this. This is where you get your comeuppance. And I knew it. I they they all they you could make a case they should have won that game. Either way, they lost it in the last minute because Josh Allen did some superhuman stuff. But um And that's the stuff they're I, not gonna get out of Tua. Yeah, I I mean, okay. And that's I buy the you know, I buy that's, you're that's not crazy, but yeah. To me at least. Yeah, but they're only I will say that ultimately franchise QB is one category and paying a guy 35 or 45 million, you know, doesn't turn you magically into a high-end QB just because you pay that guy that kind of bank. But really, there are, what, five guys who can pull their team, uh, their mediocre team, deep into the playoffs. I mean, we talk like that's true about a number of guys, but it's really a very small number. And the guy who's doing that more than anybody right now is Josh Allen. Yeah. I think he has to, like people are like, he's trying to do too much. No, he understands he has to do everything. That defense is fraudulent at mm. this point. And he understands, oh, he's their best running option. And Stefan Diggs is dynamite. But after that, if Josh Allen doesn't do it, then the Bills ain't going to win. Yeah. That, so anyway, that's neither here nor there. But to, to answer the two of concerns that you can see where his ceiling is, I don't know. I like that offense, and I think if they could get a full season with that, I, I guess though there's some concern of is Tua. That's another thing. Supposed you to know, be playing at that. You size. know, when the pocket's not clean, he's different. And you know, like I'm not injuries. There's he can't control injuries, but you know, like he is slider. You know, and and if he and if he gets hit a lot, I mean, you know, like he he's liable to get hurt. And I'm not talking about the concussions. I mean, that's another issue, too. But on top of that is he's just not a big guy, and they've had problems on the offensive line. You know, they bring in a couple a couple dudes. They bring in the guy from Dallas. They bring in the guy from New Orleans. But it just didn't pay off, in my opinion, especially because of the Armstead injuries through the year. Um, and, and my question to you would be, because I know how attractive Miami is to free agents, and I know how Mike's a well-respected coach. You know, young coach, but well-respected. they got to replace Josh Boyer. I think... If you have a, a franchise quarterback, one of the albeit like an aging one like Tom Brady or a you know, decomposing one like Tom Brady or like an aging one like Aaron Rodgers, I still think they're probably going to, you know, hey, I want to play at Miami. Sorry, Tua. Right? I mean, wouldn't you think? I guess that's a fair. That's Lamar, an interesting Lamar thought. Jackson, Lamar's from Miami. Lamar's. So if Tua can clear all those hurdles, would I rather have Tua or Derek Carr? I'm not going to change things around for Derek Carr. You know, I'm not going to change things around for Jimmy G. Um, but I do think he affects their ceiling, you know, over three years. Yeah, Interesting fair. thought. And yeah, I, you know, but this is a three-year proposition. So if they fall on their face, yep. then, then it, the the ubiquity of uh, ubiquity. of QBs um, is, is a big difference now. And I know that then people push back at me and like, then why was Skylar Thompson playing in a playoff game? Because you can't just take a guy off another team's roster, but there are, there are solves in the off season that are available. And this is going to be the juiciest QB carousel of all time. We've seen some great ones the last five years. This is going to be the best one yet. So yes, next year will also be that way. So if Tua falls on his face in 23, then, uh, then I trust that they'll figure it out. Okay. I'm going to draft the Raiders. Okay. I really am. Uh, for the fact that I think the Brady thing, if he plays, and, hey, I'm the one the other night who said, like, hey, he didn't look great. And if I'm a team, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be jumping at the opportunity to give up a bunch to go get Brady. 
or pay Brady a bunch, but I don't know what kind of deal he's looking for. You already have uh, Adams and Waller signed to big deals. You, you, you've got the the um, Josh Jacobs, you know, free agency is a big deal because that's and they have a decision to make. Like, are we going to pay a running back, uh, or are we going to be able? Can we find somebody else to to carry this? Route? I don't think you can replace Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's twenty four years old. That's a big one for me. Is like this guy's not twenty seven; he's twenty four. He might be twenty seven in, in running back years. He might be twenty seven in running back years. I mean, he's he's shouldered a uh, heavy load, but um, you know his age is his age. Uh, and I think Max Crosby got a big deal. Um, they're thirty four million under the cap. If they can figure out the quarterback thing, um, you know, even on a one year deal, I think they could be in a good situation the next year to do it again. With another veteran like or something. Like the Colts. Like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but like a be- better version of the Colts. You know, like... What uh, would happen... What 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 do the Raiders do if um, Aaron Rodgers says... We've heard the Raiders say we're going all in on uh, Tom Bra- on Chase and Brady. But what if Aaron Rodgers like, hey, I still like Devontae Adams. He's still my pal. How about me? I'd go Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is too, physically in a much better spot than Brady is. I mean, uh, Brady just didn't look like himself this year, and I, I think uh, Monday uh, was more of that. They pick at 7 and 39, so I, I, I'm picking a couple teams that don't have answers at quarterback here currently, but I'll go Raiders. Am I, am I crazy to take the Ravens? Because no matter what happens, I think they're in decent shape. I think they're in a really stable position I think that John Harbaugh, although we've we've uh, we've decided that the Harbaugh's are sociopaths, yeah. um, I think he's a good football coach, and I think he's been kind of a beacon of stability there for a long time. I think the Greg Roman thing is going to be a net positive, no matter who it is, and maybe they've woken themselves up. Like if they can find a way to re-sign Lamar, they're going to be fine. If they didn't, maybe they'll have to go out. And uh, and spend on some weapons for the next guy, and they'll learn their lesson. Uh, they have fifty two million in cap space next year. Uh, the five draft picks, they they pick at twenty two. So I actually don't mind the Ravens' outlook. I think that they now are they kind of indicated that if you saw any of the press conference that DaCosta and Harbaugh had, and they said good things about Lamar Jackson being back. It's a major what what they did in. After 2018, it's it's a fascinating story because Harbaugh got a lot of credit for hey, gotta gotta tip your cap to him. Look at what he did with Lamar. You know, yep. he, sw- he he made a hard right turn. Like, yeah, he and and ownership agreed that 2018 was his last year halfway through the year because things were going south, and he was out the door. And Flacco then got hurt, and they're like, well, we got to run out the season now with Lamar Jackson. And then he ran him into the playoffs, and then things turned wildly on that. And then they put, they devoted all offensive resources to not just making their quarterback in a good spot, like you talk about with the Bears and giving Justin Fields a receiver. That's a particular kind of offense that you're building for Lamar Jackson. So it's a hard thing to do to to keep on winning at 30,000 feet and swapping out offensive philosophies, which now they have to do. Um, or, you know, at least they have to find a new OC that's, that's going to do what Greg Roman kind of sort of did in the run game. That's going to be weird. I don't think Lamar is there more than one year. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down. I think it's already tracking a little bit like it did with Levy and Bell and the Steelers. Like, yeah, I'm hurt. I can't go in the big game. Um, yeah, that's I, I would, but what do you want me to do? I'm injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, team. 
Um, so I think that's I think that's actually a I like the way they draft. They obviously they're stable. They do a, they're a mirror image of the Steelers. That's yeah. why it's a great rivalry because they draft the exact same guys. Yep. They they would if the guy was there that the Ravens just took, the Steelers would have taken them and vice versa very often. If you actually look at the specific names, that's literally true with uh, several examples. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised. So the the one nobody's touching, we're all good moral souls here because nobody's taking that uh, that team on the wrong side of the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Yeah, they're on your board. They're on the board. They're not on my board. Blue chippers. They're on your board? Yeah, they're on the board. Okay, who's up? Dave's up. I it's me, and I should go. I should stay in this division and go elsewhere, but I can't help myself. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Ah, my next I pick. Think, you know, they're in a good spot a good there. Pick. I don't love. I love w- watching Will Levis. I didn't know who he was two years ago when I was watching them, and I was like, "Who is this? Who is this UK QB? He's dynamite with this weird sidearm throw. Nevertheless, he's uh, he's electric." I don't know, though, that you take him over C.J. Stroud. I think that no. the early returns are that they might. Also, talking about Tua, I wonder if that ends up dinging Bryce Young. I mean, I didn't realize. I thought he was like six foot at least, but he's 5'10". Yeah, he's not I mean, he's, he's not a big guy. I mean, like, it, it, you're, it's a crapshoot, right? I mean, but Tua also had the injuries in college, right? You know, the hip thing. There was some other yeah. stuff. But hey, it, Bryce Young has stayed relatively healthy. Uh, you know, some guys are injury prone a little bit more than others, and and you know if you're slight on top of that, yeah, it makes for an interesting uh, analysis of this draft class. But I mean, you know, bottom line, if if they get it right, then they'll be good in two yeah, years. No question. Now. If they if they get the one of the one of those three guys, yep. then they're going to be good. We know that they're not going to do the free agent thing again because they've done it yep. for the last 17 straight seasons with mixed results. So they're going to draft somebody. If they get that right, then in that bum division, they, they should be – well, who knows? Maybe well, you never Jags know. Jags could be here to stay, right. and then the, the floor on Tennessee is lower, I guess, than or higher than, sure. than most places. Sure. Oh, and I guess they also need to hire a coach. That's a, Yeah, they there's also that need little that. thing. All right, I'll, I'll park in the same garage. No coach, no quarterback, the Houston Texans. No problem. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's got to turn around. Yeah, 12 yeah. picks, plenty of cap space. Uh, God, is it depressing in that stadium with those. I've never seen such a bad, good uniform as the Houston Texans. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. A, I was just going to say, that's the first order of business when you get in there. You got the like we're changing these garbage, there's just completely forgettable uniforms. I talked to Arian Foster about it once. Who in the hell decided 10 years ago they were okay when they had the red socks because the red really popped? But whoever said, like, yeah, let's replace those with navy socks to make these as bland as possible? Shame the devil. Shame the devil. Did, did you see the well, <laughs> of course you saw it. The Chargers wear black cleats with all whites on Saturday night. Because that looks nice. Because Brandon Staley said, "Hey, we're going to be like the the mid '90s Bulls." Yeah, that's just like he showed. Oh, him, I didn't know about that. No, yeah. I didn't hear that. Showed him. Showed I wouldn't him make that comparison. Yeah, pictures of the mid '90s Bulls. Mm-hmm. It was almost. But electric. I do like the aesthetic of the black shoes, and in fact, for the betterment of these dumb referees who who involve themselves and spoil results of games all the time, black shoes should be required because then they have less of an excuse for whether or not the foot was out of bounds or not. I don't if think I got outcoached shoot. by Doug Peterson. If it was a seven-game series, we'd probably win. That's right. Like the mid-'90s Bulls. That's right. I will trust this organization to figure it out. 
Fuck, you're going to take my team. It's the New England Fuck! Patriots. Ah. And I was this close on the Brownies. Bron- Bron- is that how we say it? The Brownies. Uh, the Brownies. But, uh, Pats, um, for no good reason. God. Well, the- I'll tell you why. Because if somebody says, Robert Kraft says, like, hey, we're, I don't know how he said, uh, the Patriots. Germany. <laughs> um, if he says, uh, Bill, we've had enough offensively. You have to see control of the offense. Um, we're going to bring in a real offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, somebody. I mean, some one of these big guys, right? One of these, these big old school guys that can actually call plays. Um, the Pats have a terrific defense. They have $58 million in cap space. I think the Pats should be a, a, a destination for you know one of the big three that – people are talking about at the quarterback position this offseason including Tom Brady I really do I think in the 14th pick yeah yeah I mean there's there's a lot to be excited about go give Um, them Dave's guy Jordan Addison yeah sure that loyal USC Trojan sure yeah yeah yeah. I mean uh he's got some pit in his roots uh so yeah Uh, what nah I'm just trying to be hilarious oh okay uh, it's working. Pitt and his roots. Yeah, right? right. Wouldn't he at Pitt for a, yeah. a hot second? Yeah, he's got some Pitt. Oh, yeah. That's why Dave likes him. Oh, yeah, I was trying to give him a hard time. Yeah, no, I know. People, know, it's The wound is still Keaton Slovis. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Federico, Federico. Oh, Keaton Slovis. Dude, he was a bummer, dude. We thought he was going to be the real deal. Keep uh, Come on, play just like Kenny Pickett did. Next thing you know, Heisman Trophy, dude. Back on playing on New Year's Day. Didn't work out. We got the, the the local kid Phil Jerkovic coming back to town though. We're That's in good right. shape, Pitt Panthers. DC Eagle. Look out, UVA. Hey, what? Hey, what about those jersey numbers that Pitt's wearing across I the board here? Like those. I'm. I, there's probably a church or something they're, they're trying they're to gothic. mirror. Yeah, it's gothic. yeah. You like them or you don't like them, Dave? Wait, in basketball the, or football? The numbers. They, both. They they wear them in both. Oh yeah, they wear. Yeah, the, the they're top pointy. Yeah, they try the too tops. hard. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. I think it is a little try okay. hard. Okay, is it me now? Uh, Dave. Dave, okay. No, Dave. it's me. I, boy, there are some really good options out there. I could go <laughs> in a number I'm of different it. directions. Well, take your time. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with the thing that I like. I like this head coach. Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Ka- Kirk Cousins, this is going to be an uninspired year, but he'll do what he does, and so they'll probably win 9 to 11 games next year. But at some point, they'll move on from Kirk Cousins, and I like the head coach, and I like a lot of the pieces on that roster. So They're in that funky uh, position. you got to rebuild the defense, and Kirk has to win, but not not too much. Uh, you know, because like you said, like they could win 10 games, and then it's like you got to yeah. replace them, and they're Pick in purgatory. 20, yeah. So yeah, but that but he's a great coach. You can tell already, you know. And I just mentioned the Falcons. I don't think I'm going to pick the Falcons. But how do you guys feel about the 69 million in cap space? They got to replace the DC. They need a quarterback, but they have Arthur Smith. Well, they yeah, they went seven and ten. Pick eight and pick 45. I'm I'm choosing. This is the final pick in the draft. I need you guys to help me here. I would I I would love the Falcons, but I have a feeling. That one spot that like the the marriage that makes a ton of sense is Lamar Jackson to the Falcons, and I think that's uh, and I like Lamar a great deal as a as a weapon out there and what he can do. But man, how can how can anybody commit long term to him? And it is going to be I don't mean to conflate Lamar Jackson with Deshaun Watson as a human being, but in the same way, like who if you get hurt in back to Tom Brady missed a whole year, Drew Brees missed a whole year. Roethlisberger got hurt repeatedly, but 
those guys didn't miss back to back giant chunks of the second half of the season. Right. It's hard to justify like, yeah, that's our guy. But I think it's going to be in the same way Deshaun Watson sweepstakes kept going a higher and higher yep. to point that got ridiculous. Yep. Somebody's going to overplay their hand and be like, all right, Lamar, we'll give you five well, years. They for, got the space. And I, I like your take of Atlanta and, and uh, you know, like Tannehill, not the same athlete that, that Lamar is, but obviously his mobility opened some things up for Arthur Smith and, um, but I'm going to take your Broncos, Reed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos. Wow. Yeah, because That's fun. the offhand chance that somebody figures this shit out with Russell Wilson, like, let's rewind to August, you know? Oh, boy. Russ with a division winner in the Hummer. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got all these weapons at wide receiver. You get Tim Patrick back. Uh, you get Javante Williams back. Your defense is a nice young core. There's some good rushers there. Um, you also were able to deal Bradley Chubb, which I think was the right thing, and I think you're going to end up winning that trade. Um, but, yeah, like I, it, this is all contingent on you landing Sean Payton or something. But if if you don't land Sean Payton or something and somebody you can't figure out how to make Russell efficient, more efficient, because, you know, like – you can tell me he can't make the top end plays anymore, but you can't tell me that he's not capable of checking down and managing a game with the skill set he has. And that was the one thing I said going into this year is like he's got to be able to take what they give him, and and his role is going to be a little bit different. Although it was a defensive team at times when he was in Seattle, you got to play a little bit more under control, especially after the last couple of years. If they can get somebody to do that, I think they're actually pretty decent. It's just been the Russell Wilson mystery. Like Nathaniel Hackett, we all agreed is is uh, was awful as a head coach, like historically bad. He's one of the few guys that got fired that early. I mean, there's like a handful of them, but over the last thirty years, there hasn't been many guys who have, have not survived the first year. And so, like, if you take that at face value, buy low, and I'll take the Broncos with the Mister Relevant pick. Talk I kind of like it. it. I. I... It, it makes sense it, in I can talk you simple terms anything. that Sean Payton made Drew Brees work. Russell Wilson's favorite player is Drew Brees. They have similar games. Russ at his height threw a better deep ball. But I, I could see that kind of making sense to Sean Payton to to go a mile high and try and make it. No, I don't know who's going to – they can pay. They got money, unlike you know the Chargers, which is part of the reason why maybe they're like uh, – we don't want to fire Brandon Staley and have to pay somebody else like a Sean Payton, that sort of thing. So, you know, again, check back in a week or two or whenever they three hire years, them, yeah. you know, we'll check back in three years. Three-year outlook. I took Chargers, Bears, Seahawks, Texans, Patriots. Dave took Steelers, Jets, Dolphins, Colts, Vikings. Chris took Lions, Commanders, Raiders, Ravens, Broncos. Mine looks really nasty. But I ended up no in some took really the Browns. spots. I know. The Browns. Well, the fucking we, we don't support that. What's going Good. on over there? You're a noble soul. Yeah, we are. This was soul. delightful. Yeah, that was fun, man. Good da- times, fellas. Dave, it was good to see you again, buddy. A pleasure to see you guys. Uh, enjoy the big games. Man, I love these matchups this weekend. Good Can't times. wait, buddy. Fun. Can't wait. You It'll have fun. fun. Take care okay. of yourself, Dave. Enjoy yourself. You too. Let's catch up soon. See ya. See you, Dave. Thank you.
like you. 